Hi, everybody. Some ways to stay in touch with us is through Untapped and Twitter as Craft Beer Comics, and Instagram and Facebook as Craft Beer and Comics. If you want to support us financially, head on over to patreon.com slash craftbeerandcomics and check out all the levels of support and the perks. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. My name is Chad, and I'm the consumer. My name is Chris. I am the store manager of Astro Zombies. And I am uh, Brian Stepanek. I am an actor and sometimes director and have no idea why I'm here. <laughs> and we'd like to welcome you to Craft Beer and Comics. A podcast. A podcast. Oh, yeah, that reminded me, that sound. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. All right. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's really good. Do you want to say what it is? Yes. You hmm. go ahead and take it. It's water. It is We're water. We're drinking water, We're and it's to... the most refreshing Avian. This is a beer called Checkout Chaco. So what's the, the, the Bow and Arrow Brewing Company? Bow right? and Arrow Brewing Company. Uh, they're one of my favorite breweries in town. Um, I have a lot of favorites here, but these guys they they consistently make good beer. Um, and yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to bring my favorite favorite brewery at least to bring and and share with you. That's so good. And you you told them what? You told them I like Stella. Yep. So and I he told immediately him, gave you this. He, he turned around right away. He just he knew exactly what you what it's would perfect hit that. that. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah. lightweight. Okay, no, here you go. Solid. That's you know, what he Stella said. Is well, a delicious beer. I love it Stella. It's really good. It's a Czech style lager. Mm-hmm. It is five percent uh, ABV, which is great. You know the the lower ABVs, you know you can have one or two without, yeah. you know, toppling over. Calling the Uber. <laughs> yeah, because I I tend to drink uh, IPAs and hazy IPAs, and those are up in the sevens and eights, and you know sometimes you get the stouts that are upwards in the tens and 11s. Imperials. Yeah, yeah, that's no good. Or the heavy duty IPAs. I'm, I'm I walked down the wrong path one night. Yeah, <laughs> I was just slamming those like normal, and then yeah, yeah, that's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. and then Jameson, mm-hmm. and then vodka Red Bull, and oh that's what goodness. was the wrong. That was the wrong turn. Oh my god, that was a crazy. bad night. I mean, maybe it was a good up until that night. It was good up until <laughs> that bad next was day. Puking off a balcony into a recycling bin, but the recycling bin was saving everything. Oh, well, hopefully yeah. they washed it off before they recycled it. <laughs> Who knows? Poor guy. <laughs> I wasn't there for that part. <laughs> so you have you have the shield on your forearm. Uh, I do. I have a tattoo of Captain America's shield. And when did you get that? Uh, I got this probably about three years ago three years ago was, yeah. were the captain america's your favorite movies out of the were you um, always a captain america guy i've always been a captain america fan i wouldn't say so it's kind of a funny story with it because he's i wouldn't say he's my favorite character uh but i was going through a pretty uh pretty dark and rough patch in my life uh-huh. and you know comic books are always something to lean into and read and and just to be able to kind of lighten the mood and the thing about captain america was do good no matter what, even if it's bad for you. Yeah. And so I got this tattoo to just kind of remind me of that, that it's okay if things aren't going your way, you don't have to lash out. You just do the right thing and it doesn't matter. It'll be fine. So, you know, you, you, you hear about things happening for a reason and that is why I'm here tonight is what you just said. Oh, 
because my son, who's 18, is really wants tattoos, and he got two tattoos okay. that, that had no meaning to him. He just got them because he knew someone who could do it for free, and he regretted it. Okay, and there he happens. said, the next one yeah. I'm going to get is going to mean something to me, and I'm not a tattoo guy, so it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, I have a 1950s kind of like, I dare you put a tattoo! Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And But that you telling that story, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Do yeah. you know what he wants to get? Uh, he showed it to me. It is amazing. He wants to get a small tattoo about the size. I'm, I'm making my fingers the size of like a, a silver dollar. <laughs> he wants to get that size tattoo of Luke's home. Um, Luke Skywalker's on, home on Tatooine. 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 Okay. That's cool. It's the coolest draw. That's I was great. like, that's awesome. Yeah. Talk to him about placement. Don't yeah. put it right up in the middle of, you know, because if you get more tattoos, well, then you're always going to have that as your centerpiece. You know, oh, this, yeah. Think of this as a canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having, you know, like... You can really see small. Like, yeah, with mine, right, right. I just do, you know, this here, that there. I just kind of do it all over. If you went full sleeve like me, sleeve he'd like have to work guy. around all that stuff. To right. So make sure you sleeve. think about. So like you put the shield right on your forehead. That's right. pretty yeah, great. That's where I, I mean, like, that's where you yeah. started, right? That's so you're just going to branch out from there. It was the first one. And yeah, I, I get just, it. I went right there. I, I get it. Go, go big or go home. That, we were actually, I was talking with my friend who's from LA and he was in bands and stuff. He's got a lot of face tattoos and now he's getting them removed. Oh, and we Ouch. were talking about the yeah. He says it's awful. Oh. He also just got his. He had you know like two inch holes in his ears. He just got those snipped and sewn. Oh my oh, god! Like yeah. just undoing all right. Of the... He's undoing all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, he said that it's weird now to have face tattoos. Before you were definitely judged, but it was like people were like scared of you. Now people look at you like you're a clown. Right. <laughs> like it used to be this really hardcore thing like, oh man, I don't want to mess with that guy. Right. Now it's like, oh, look at that idiot. They did that. <laughs> That's a yeah. decision. Yeah. I mean, there were people who looked at it like that before, but it's weird when like these guys, and I'm not hating on anybody, you know, do no, what you want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, we call them job stoppers. Anything that's below the elbow, <laughs> yes. on the face, on the neck. Job but, stoppers. Yeah, That's great. Like, you know, once you get that, we waited as younger, you know, I mean, I was the middle of the tattoo world considering how early tattooing started but yeah. you know when it, that big 90s blow up of, of tattoos and large like elaborate drawings uh, it was it was actually a really big decision for me to start tattooing below the short sleeves sure yeah. um, partly because of like you know I, I act and you know when you have tattoos below that it's it really limits your roles sometimes they're like well you know you're not I'm not a I'm not anybody, right? And so it's like, well, we don't want to bother with costume makeup. or makeup mm -hmm. or anything for that guy. So no, no, you know what right. I mean. And so it, it's a conscious decision to to decide to put that on the line. Listen, I will just say that that tattooing has become so common that I don't think that would stop you from getting a job anymore. I think they just I think put you're makeup right. right over it. I think I mean, so. I've seen them do that all the time. Yeah. And look at you. You created a job for yourself where you can have tattoos wherever the hell you want. That's right. Right? That's right. I didn't do this until I started working here. I had tattoos, and I had one that was below the elbow, but it was on the elbow, not fully below it. Yeah. And my legs are covered and back and chest and stuff, but I didn't do anything really below the elbow until, yeah. you know, until five years ago. And that's not completely true. As soon as I knew I could, like, wear a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I was managing restaurants, so you're just required oh, to long, yeah, wear long it. sleeves yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of resigned to the fact that, yeah, I'm going to be wearing long sleeves. But still, I didn't want to you know reach out and have you know so i waited and you know I, I felt comfortable finally in part of life where i'm gonna 
we I can, can have, finally not be judged. Right. <laughs> Visible I, tattoos. It really has become so common. It's just a. It's yeah. actually more rare when you see an athlete without tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's so for rare. Sure. Like, well, oh, he doesn't have any like tattoos. I'm, I feel like I followed like a crowd now, as opposed to being cool and. and I think it's still cool. Like, like just the story of that shield is so interesting to me and so inspiring. It's just that every day you look at that and you go, okay. I wanted to put a little, put a little right um, decision. light on your son's deal, too. Yeah. And maybe you could tell him this and he won't feel as weird about it. Um, a lot of people get tattoos that don't mean a darn thing. In yeah. fact, the reason I started getting tattooed was because my friend, who had this huge Lady Guadalupe on his leg, and the colors were just fantastic, but he also had this really cool bowling pin with like a strike explosion and a ball uh-huh. and i was like can i bowl so i was like oh dude that's awesome i didn't know you bowled he's like i don't i <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just thought it looked cool he yeah. just said my I tattoo was artist was was doing tattoos and he had this flash flash is a piece you know it's just everybody's got it it's on the walls yeah and he got like that you walk and into so the i told shop, myself you just pick it yeah that's right. yeah, fine i told myself i would get a weird tattoo that didn't mean anything 12 years later, I forgot about that, but I was already being tattooed, and I realized I wanted to get tattooed, but I didn't have an idea. Everything right. else is thought out and planned. and Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get a toaster, and I did it, and it's one of the coolest stories. It's like the, the tattoo that didn't mean anything is the one that has like the coolest story, kind of. Yeah. It, did you say a toaster? Yeah. It's okay. a toaster with a Pop-Tart. And how did that come to be? I have no idea. <laughs> it quite literally was, I'm going to get something that doesn't mean anything to me. And I, you know, it's like, stay puff marshmallow, man. Don't think about anything. And it's the first thing that popped in my head. Was, was the toaster. That Don't think be, about anything. Uh, Clear your that mind. That would be like, a, a really great first tattoo is the stay puff marshmallow, man. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, for that sure. very reason. Like, first yeah. thing that pops into your head. I can see you getting, in. like, a full back tattoo of the stay puffed marshmallow yeah, right? man yeah yeah just to show my son <laughs> yeah like, just like, what i did it's totally cool and, yeah. I'll, and i'll say this about the new afterlife movie um those little those little stay puffed marshmallow like, oh, yeah. monsters in it they don't make any damn sense you're damn. like why are those here he didn't wish for those or anything it's not the destructor but i think that you know maybe that zool has a remo- has remembers a that from yeah, remembers yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah right and yeah. but you know, then they're turning on like the the ovens and the blenders are plugged in and stuff. And you're like, none of this is real, but it's a super great scene. So who cares? So right. if I were to get Stay Push Marshmallow Man, I'd have to get little bags of Stay Push Marshmallow well, Man. They also doing all yeah, kinds of stupid shit. Sold a crap ton of little Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Cha-ching! Stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, cha-ching. You know, like, what can we put in for little kids? Oh, yeah, let's put those in and we'll sell the crap. Of I mean, crap. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they were interested in selling things they shouldn't. I mean, we have in the store the ghost of. Of what's his face? Oh damn! I can't remember his name right now. Um, the one who passed away from the original crew. Oh yeah, right? um, uh, oh. Ramus. Ram- yeah, yeah, Howard Harold Ramus. Harold, Harold Ramus. Ramus. Yeah. yeah, we've got an action figure of his ghost. I mean, if you're if you're not crossing a line there, I don't know. I just, <laughs> well, and I actually know. loved that. I, I just that fantastic. I loved watching Dan Aykroyd in that scene. Yeah. Because they adored him. I mean, they, they just adored him. And it was just so cool to see that moment. It actually hit me because it was so much a part of my childhood, that movie. For sure. We had it on beta. And, I, you, know, we, you know, we got the... We, beta. We did. We had, I remember, yeah. We were one of the first people that figured out how to take the analog out of the back. And we had two VHS. We had a VHS and a beta. Ooh. And then we would record. We'd, we'd rent them and then record them. So I had every movie. We had a cabinet filled with movies. You privileged monster. Yeah, right? right? We, you we you broke my, privileged monster. Yeah, we talked we talk my dad into doing it. Well, you really need two. He's like, why? Dad, don't worry about it. Don't worry about and it. And then we just copied every movie. We had 60, oh 70 movies that I watched on a loop. That's fantastic. It was, oh, it was the best. My dad, when we were kids, 
my dad, I think it was the late 80s, maybe the early 90s, probably late 80s, but he bought like that first laser disc yeah. that wasn't a disc. It was in a square thing and you would put like, it was almost like a giant cartridge mm -hmm. and you would stick that. Oh in yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I remember we had Jack and the Beanstalk with uh, Shelley Duvall. Oh wow. And I would watch that a lot. <laughs> she I just wanted, read a news article. Pregnant. She wanted radishes for some reason. I think I remember. Uh, delicious radishes. Yeah. I think I saw a headline that she's coming back to acting after 20 years of being away. That was like two days ago. Mm. Good. I hope she does. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. She's she's a solid one for sure. Yeah. Speaking of acting. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, so you're uh, you're an actor, you say? I am an actor. Okay. Of sorts. Very and cool. director. Are yes. you doing yeah. anything uh, currently? Well, I think you know the answer to that. I do. Um, because you are, are currently working on that project. Yeah. I'm uh, in, in Albuquerque right now shooting a, a show called The Really Loud House, which is a live-action uh, version of a cartoon that's been on the air for about six, seven years called The Loud House. So um, it will have the, the prefix, the really... It will say yeah. The Really the Loud House. Yeah, will be there. Oh, yep, okay. Yep, yep. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. And it just premiered uh, Thursday night. Yeah. The movie did? Uh, the TV the show? show. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. did a movie. Fantastic. We did a Christmas movie last year okay. here. And it, or in uh, Atlanta, and it did very, very well. And so they, they spun it into the TV show. And we have an amazing showrunner, an amazing producer, and it's I, I really think it's going to be a huge hit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I don't know much about the show uh, as far as the cartoon goes. I haven't seen the movie or anything like that. And so I'd, when I had gotten involved, it's just, it just a project, you know, mm -hmm. it's a job or whatever. Um, but... I watched when we watched it before it was all edited together. I was like, "This, this is really cute, man! Yeah. Like, I really like this." And then once it's all edited together, um, my girlfriend and I were watching it, and like at the end, both of us were just like, "He that just loves those kids," <laughs> and it's just, and it was really, it was really, it, it was, I love that that hit you that way. That's, that's it what did. it's supposed to do. Yeah. yeah, and it was just, it was a lot of fun, and and it's it's a it's fast paced, and I think like kids, because I'm sure it's geared towards kids, yeah. and I think kids these days. Did I just say that? You, um, <laughs> you said that out loud. I did say that. that out loud. Off my lawn. Um, <laughs> but I think that the the fast pacedness is what they. That's that's their thing now, you know. Back when when I was a kid in the '80s, there was a lot of you know slower things that we would like Godzilla we like right right um, but it's fast paced a lot of colors and it's just it it's one of those things where you can enjoy it as an adult mm -hmm. with your children and that that was the point they wanted it to be a co-viewing kind of experience and I you know I've been in the kids world for a while I was on a Disney Channel show called The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody I was on another Nickelodeon show called Nikki Ricky Dicky and Dawn and uh, I used to host a bunch of events on Disney Channel for years. So I've been in this world for a while. Yeah. And the, the industry tends to, uh, the, the kids' television tends to write away from adults. Um, and as an adult, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Um, but this show does not do that at all. They actually lean into me and, and use me. Um, and it's and I think it's going to be great for parents that are watching because the parents have stories and the parents have relationships with the kids and the kids right. have relationships with the parents and the parents aren't total morons who don't know you know they actually can, right. can teach the kids stuff so it's been really fun that way to, to feel kind of needed yeah yeah and it's you know watching the first episode i don't want to give too much away even though it's already out yeah, it's you should out. have seen it already um but just the part of part of with your character specifically watching it as a father 
you can identify with the with the like oh, I just want my I just want my family to be with me to celebrate this thing. Yeah. And the way it all comes together is just it it I really enjoyed it a lot. There's a and I think I'm sure you know there's an episode coming up that's kind of a dream sequence episode where um dad's worst nightmare is to lose his kids. Okay, yeah. It's, to, it's his kids yep, growing yep. up and leaving the house. And there is just a just a heart-wrenching kind of scene where dad's, you know, panicking about it in his dream and it's so real to me. I have three kids, my youngest is 12. I have a 12, 14 and 18 and you know, they're going to be gone like in 5 years. They're yeah. gone. Yeah. And that's that five years goes so fast. It really does. And parents, older parents always told me it goes really fast. And I'd be like, yeah, I know it goes fast. I was not prepared for it. Right. There's nothing can prepare you how for how fast it goes. Right. Yeah. Kids, kids are, I mean, it's a thing. Like, you, I know that this is cliche, but you turn around and they're leaving for college. And the pandemic didn't help. The pandemic no. kind of like was this weird thing that all of a sudden it was like jump and your kids are two and a half years older. Yep. And you didn't have those experiences in that time for whatever reason. I was just telling somebody that one of the things that I tap into if I ever have to be emotional in a scene. When you say, you know, you read, I read to my kids every night. And I read all of them, uh, The Hobbit. I read The Hobbit to all my kids. It's the best book to read to your kids. It's magical. It's perfect. It's, it's just a fantastic thing. The abridged version, I assume. Yes, the abridged version. Um, and... The last time I read to my youngest daughter, I didn't know it was the last time. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was the last time. Yeah. I got out of that bed and never knew that I would never do that again. Last time you give your kid a bath. Last yeah. time you drive him to school. Like, those are the things that you just, that just kill me. Yeah. Because um, it turns on that moment. Oh. And it, there's no preparation for it or anything like that. I'm going through anger right now because of it yeah my daughter's 13 and mm -hmm. my son's still like you know went to disneyland last week and he was like attached to me and he How old was is awesome. he 10 10 okay oh you but, got great ages right now <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah but she's she's already on the other oh, side you know yeah. what i'm saying what is she in eighth grade yeah yeah and she's loving like you know she's all into nirvana and slayer and sabbath and i'm like let's I'm listen like, to music she's yeah. like nope your music sucks. I'm like, but I like all of that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all that my, music. my music. <clears throat> and, and half that is my dad's music. You know, it's um, so she's she doesn't want to do anything with us. She's all in the horror right now. And I'm like, I will show you the best yeah. horror. Oh my god! Right now. And like, she's like, no, look at you, Fear Street. You're, you're like the, the perfect. I mean, he, she loves all the things you love. And I, 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 my approach was, don't push this stuff on them. Yep. I don't. Right. I didn't yep. buy them Star Wars. I didn't. You know, because. Yeah, they just have the stuff laying path. around. They see it, and it's it's you. Everybody goes through that age where it's like uh, parents are dumb because they're parents, right? Right, not understanding what's seeping in and what they actually are. Wasn't the, the holding on best to. advice I I ever got, and I have used it, and it has kept me very close with my teenagers. Is talk to them in the car when they don't have to look at you. Yeah, and don't say anything. How was your day? What funny happened today? What horrible happened today? And just let them go. And my kids will talk the entire way home. And I go, uh-huh. Uh -huh. That sounds terrible. Uh -huh. Yeah. I don't judge. I don't say, well, maybe you should. I don't say a freaking word. I like that. And they just, they will continue to open up to you because they know they're not going to get judged. They're judged. not going to get, mm -hmm. that is the most important thing. Somebody told me that years ago and I've always remembered it. And I've kept a really close relationship with my kids, I think, because of that. That's right? awesome. You, you just listen to them. Just listen. They just want to be heard. 
they yeah. heard all your preaching when they were young. They I mean, have their morals are, are locked in. You I'm, know, they're I'm 40 years old and I just want to be heard sometimes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. why aren't you listening? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a weird um, it's crazy. age. Oh, 13's rough. 13 year old girls. It's tough for them, man. That's we were talking about social media earlier and it's rough. Yeah, yeah. The world is you know, I know this is craft beer and comics and we but you know, hey, sometimes we talk well, we about go on this tangents. stuff. We go on tangents, yeah, I mean, but we're supposed to, that's the point. It's yeah. uh, uh it's just it it is so different than when each of us were kids than oh, it for is sure. right now. For sure. And you know, a lot of uh, there was this. I just saw this um, Douglas Adams quote, where it's like, "When you're born, anything that is in the world already is of the natural order. It should be there. It's natural, and that's what it should be. Anything that comes out technology-wise or is invented or changes when you're in your twenty to thirty-five is new, innovative, and you're learning and you're on the cutting edge. Uh, once you become thirty-five to forty. Anything that is created or new is unnatural and shouldn't be, yeah, right? Right. And so, oh, yeah. so with the social media specifically, it's so natural to the kids. It so applies uh, to I, I, social I media. Sound so old, but <laughs> but they've grown up with it attached to their hands, right? And I, I, I grew up with it. In a, I, it grew up with me. Like when social media started coming out, I was like, cool, cool. And I kept up with it because it was the new cutting edge and I was that age. Yeah, for sure. Now I don't really care for it as much. I enjoy it. I mean, you should follow us on Instagram and uh, Untapped and everything. <laughs> social also, media is great. MySpace and uh, Friendster. Yeah, MySpace and Friendster. <laughs> um, but like it's Douglas Adams is so right. Like it, you if once you get to a certain 42. age, everything is just like, you're tired, you're done learning, you're done with this stuff. Everything was fine when I was your age. When I was a kid, we had rocks to play with, and we were happy, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself saying that crap to my kids all the time. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's true. Ways, you know, I yeah. had it so much worse. My kids don't even have to clean the house. I wasn't, And they have whatever they want. Yeah. But they're super smart, and they're doing well in school. I did terrible in school, mm -hmm. and my room had to be immaculate, and I had no time to myself, and I was always working. Yeah. It's, you know... I'm, so I feel like I'm doing a good job, but they're filthy. <laughs> Bill, what are you do? Bill Burr had the greatest joke about about that, that people have kids and the whole world progresses and you got your head down taking care of your kids and all of a sudden you come out of it and you go to your record player and you put it on, it goes, all right, where did everybody go? And you're like, the whole world has changed in the time that you've been busting your ass with toddlers and you know, middle schoolers and high schoolers, and then you come up, and I'm still listening to '80s music in my car around Albuquerque. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's just that's the part of your life where you that where everything was new. And and, and I saw a, an article thing that said that you stop looking for new music around 30. Okay, and I was like, is that true? I think that's probably true. I would it's think it would be earlier. Than yeah. I you DJ, so it's looking, not normal sure. for me, but because I'm always looking, but it's almost like a chore now. For some yeah. reason, I got into <laughs> uh, looking for music to play. Sea shanties. I've gotten into Irish music. I really like it. It mm -hmm. fell in during the pandemic for whatever reason. Yep. And like everybody was like, "Oh, it's this weird, stupid fad." What happened? And I still have like this playlist that I listen to, and it's like sea shanties. And everybody's <laughs> like, "What are you listening to?" And I'm like, like "Yo ho ho" and a bottle of rum. Yeah, kind of pretty much. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Whatever, leave me alone. I enjoy it." <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, man. there's a cadence to it. It's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard getting old. But anyways, we're very young. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and I was I was actually going to talk about um, 
you know, when, so my kids, my kids are older. I had kids when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that when I was bringing them up is I would watch, I would watch Nickelodeon a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I had seen you on Zach and Cody mm-hmm. and the boys would watch that with me and we'd just laugh and have a good time. Um, with my daughter, I would watch Hannah Montana and I was very young. And so when I would talk about Hannah Montana or knowing what that was, mm-hmm. like my friends would look at me like, why are you watching Hannah Montana? <laughs> yeah, right, like, totally. That's creepy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Jackson is funny. Okay. Right, Number right, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, as, as a, as a father, and I, I, I'm just kind of coming back to like the episode that we were talking about and everything that we have in our personal lives that we're all talking about, uh, being a father or being a parent is really more about getting with your kids on their level. You know, a lot of times you have these angry parents who are always just like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you better? Why aren't you blah, blah, blah. Rather than just like, you know what? Everything else doesn't matter. What matters is that we connect, we sit down, and we do something together. And so I always watched your shows and I watched... Hannah Montana shows and uh, what was the other one? iCarly. Mm-hmm. I liked that one a lot. The older brother, he was funny. I was I the little I, I, I was in the first scene with the character of Hannah Montana. Were you? She guest starred on Sweet Life before her show premiered. She came on, and Arwen was the first character to meet her. She came in the front door, and I I, I pitched. I wasn't in the scene originally, and I, I pitched. Can I see her and pass out? <laughs> and so they're like, yeah, do that. So I'm nice. sweeping or mopping, and she walks in, and I go, you're, you're, and I just passed out. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's perfect a, for yeah. that style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Show, too. That's, yeah, oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's, that's really funny, man. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. a little trivia. Arwen was the first person to meet Hannah Montana on the air. I'm totally going to bust out at Geeks Who Drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll probably be a good one. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'll take a sip. Yeah. yeah right? We're all at the same time. Um, so um, I would like to talk. To Mr. Losack, I don't. Maybe you have questions as well. But mm-hmm. where have you been for the last oh week or so? Uh, I'm on vacation, so I haven't even been in the shop. So yeah. I have nothing to say. You can tell it's total chaos in here. There's comic books strewn there's everywhere. everywhere. There's looks like there's a fire. It's in like the that back. scene in Ghostbusters where the books are flying back yeah. and forth yeah. on the shelves. Yeah, totally. But, um, that that yeah. just reminded me. Is I do want to hear where you've been on vacation. Yeah, but yeah. I I don't know if you were here this week when a bunch of these books came they in. They came recently. in three. Well, they came in three weeks ago and two weeks ago. Oh and my I'll talk God. about those. There's some, some okay, we'll collectibles at the ones on the top shelves over there. There's about yeah. fifteen hundred dollars. You haven't even seen them all because a lot of them already sold. <sighs> you missed first Black Panther. You first. No, I saw that one. I, first Black Bolt. There. All right, we'll talk about those in a minute. Tell yeah, me. About um, I went to California. I went to oh, Disneyland for Halloween, yeah, and let me say, like Disneyland's a magical place as long as you like save real money. Yeah. I'm not talking it's expensive some money, yeah, real money, <laughs> yeah. and it comes to a point where you're just like, okay, I'm spending thirty dollars on three drinks here, yeah. like sodas, not right, yeah. right. Yeah, it yeah. was it was two slushies and a water. Yeah, it was thirty one dollars, and that was the first. Thing we did when we got into Disneyland and was you just saw your future th- for the next forty eight right. hours. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. I had already known what I was in for because we went to Burbank and I ate at this, you know, a restaurant for breakfast. Yeah, and a hundred and seventy five dollar tab. Yeah. So do, after, do you know what the was, restaurant was? Uh, it's okay if you don't remember. I don't. It's it's right was, in my head. It was in Burbank. It was it was a breakfast place. Uh-huh. Ah man, it was good. Anyways, yeah. mm-hmm. I had a lobster omelet. With cream cheese and brie. Well, that I mean, lobster. and Bloody Marys. 
Yeah, that's that's, still, that's, that's another level of breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's sure. I mean, that, yeah. don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was at Denny's and right, right. Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah. This was not. Bob I mean, Evans. this is you know, I was really experiencing some stuff. Forty-five dollar <laughs> moons over my hammy, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just as bad as the the twelve dollar one. <laughs> um, needless to say, Denny's. I ha- I've never had a moons over my hammy, so don't. don't what was your favorite thing at Disneyland? What What did you love? Uh, besides, you know, the everything, seeing my family's reactions to everything. Um, oh, it's the best. Yeah, right. It's, it's crazy. The best. You know, I, I I had a little conniption in the the Star Wars area, just in general. You know, yeah. just seeing life size X wings and things like that. The Rise of Resistance ride is fantastic. It is the best ride I have ever been on. It's unreal how good it is. It is, in, and you know what? The, this is the problem. I've been on it twice. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Well. There is nothing like the first time you get on that ride. Oh yeah, I bet it, it is the most spectacular experience. You have no idea what's happening next. It's it breaks down all the time. I'm not sure what the mechanism that's what, is. That that's what I heard. It broke down both times I've been there. Oh, damn. Uh, but I eventually got to, to do it. But but you know we had to wait. And the but my best story from there is that it broke down all day. We couldn't get on it. We oh. had bought special tickets so that we could get because yeah. we, we yeah the lightning pass. So my my wife. <laughs> who is not a big Star Wars fan. She doesn't even barely watch this TV. I can barely get her to sit down and watch a movie. Her phone comes up and it says that it opened. And she goes, let's go. And she runs. <laughs> no. But she just takes off. Nice. And we're all like, uh, put our food down, throwing stuff out, and we follow her. And we're running through a crowd and there's this group of kids coming towards us. And as my wife goes by, my daughter goes by, my other daughter goes by, my son goes by, and as I go by, I hear them go, wow, even the mom's running. <laughs> It was hilarious, <laughs> and, and, and it's worth it. It's man. worth it. It's it's ridiculously good. It's you know, it's not on a track. It's like yeah, like you some program magnet something. Uh, yeah, maybe programmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I thought. It was like on casters, like very large wheels, mm-hmm. and um, it does all this crazy stuff. There's a room that's a giant warehouse filled of just first order stormtroopers, it, and you yeah. spend all of like one Once minute in that room. You literally have you been on it? Not yet, but okay. I, I'm actually going in two weeks. Spoiler alert, everybody dies. You, <laughs> you including everyone on including your right. Including us? Oh, yeah, there's like a magic trick in the first room. Yes. And then when you walk off of one of the transports, you're literally on the hangar of what feels like the Death Star. It's one of the destroyers. And there's 70 troopers Something standing crazy. in formation with the big opening where the spaceships come in, and yeah. it's life-size. But It's not like... These it's to scale. People. Yeah. Well, or is it well, no, they're like probably just statues. They're okay. just statues, but some of them move. Right. Yeah. So okay, it looks cool. real. And and you see the opening behind with space and like a planet. It, it's to scale. And, and there's yeah. like full-size TIE fighters up on the walls and stuff. Oh, All you do but is walk I, through it. You walk through it. You barely have any time to even process it. Yeah. Like they went, That's awesome. They spent how much on that room for you to walk through it? Oh, but it was worth well, it. It's worth it, number one. Number it's two, so memorable. in order to get the lightning pass, you have to pay for it. Yes. So not only are they, like, like they're generating money off of people doing the right. lightning pass um, as well. I am going to say the weirdest insane. thing cool ever, which was I am lucky enough to have a wife with MS. So we didn't have to pay for the that lightning pass. That is one pass. of the weirdest <laughs> things I've heard you say. Um, and, and it's funny because, you know, sh- that's her joke. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But, uh, you know, we really, uh, a lot of walking, so much yeah. walking. Oh, yeah. But that's that ride is the best ride I've ever been on, for sure. Easily. And I'll do it again. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, you're doing backflips on a roller coaster. Right. It's, it's experience. just this, it's an experience. Oh. 20 minutes of Star Wars, amazing. I think yeah. that's, I think, and I think that's what Disney wanted. And I think that they nailed it. That whole 
Disney uh, Star Wars Land yeah. is immersive. It's and so far, man. It's I, on the other side of both sides. Yeah. When you come in, no matter yeah, you what, you're walk as far away as you can yeah, go. I went there three times in the first day, and like, and it was it was a mistake. I am um, <laughs> too much. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to go there. I've already I got the reservations. I had to stay up till like midnight, I think, or or I woke up at four a.m. or something like that to get reservations for the cantina. Oh, um, the can't you yeah. did that? You're so smart for yeah. doing that. Did you get into the cantina at all? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god, you don't know the cantina? The cantina's there. What most Eisley? Well, yes. it's not. It's not. It's not most Eisley Tatooine. The... It's uh, but it's similar. It's uh, Orgas, Ogas, Ogas. Um, so it's it's on. Um, I is, thought it was the is, cantina. I well, thought it was the actual cantina. It looks so much so so much like it that I think a lot of people do. But it's actually on uh, Jaff. Jaffa? What is the planet that? Um, what is the the planet that the the whole Star Wars land is? Oh, oh! I don't, is it? It's not Jakku, right? It's uh, Jakku. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah, Jakku? I think so. Mm. And so it's it's Oga's Cantina. So it's similar to the one in Tatooine. Because I understand. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's a line outside of it. Like it's it's right where you start to leave that part of the park. It's okay. right there. And I saw that you had to get on a waiting line, and I would have yeah, died yeah. to get into that place. Oh, okay. I'm in, baby. Cool. I'm in. Oh, I can't um, wait to hear. About I, that. I booked my start my lightsaber build i booked that but i i i so i here's a plug for uh this guy jason uh he's a friend of mine from school but he's this like disneyland um he books tours and stuff for you mm -hmm. and so he helped me out with everything because oh. now you have to you get your ticket but you also have to make a reservation but you have this and you have that and all these things and he has helped me through every step and because i have him I was able to know what I needed to Even know to what do. you needed, yeah. Right, because I don't think a lot of people understand that you have to have a reservation to get into that yeah. place. Yeah. You can get on a waiting list, but it might not happen. And so, like, I don't mean to, like, cut you off or be all excited about my own trip, but I'm so, so excited. Sounds like you mean to be that way. Yeah, right. So um, how fun did much fun did you have with your family in that car? Oh, it was on fantastic. that ride. Like yeah, when you finish it, just looking at each other, like we just experienced the coolest thing together, right? Absolutely. And and to preface the story, um, we didn't do that until day two. Okay. When I had bought the tickets, day one was Disneyland. Day two was California Adventures. Yep. <clears throat> Not we weren't park hopping because of how much more expensive it was. I was yep. like, yeah, let's do it. Things got super messed up, and we weren't able. By the time we got back over the Star Wars, both Rise of Resistance ride and Building a Lightsaber weren't available anymore. Yeah. And I flipped out oh, because yeah. it was. I was like, "This it's is your what main I'm reason here for, for going, <laughs> right?" Yeah, right. and I so I I was I had a bad evening because of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, was and this the evening you were talking about earlier, where you drank all the beer and then the Red Bull, and the, no, was no, that no, the no, same no. night? <laughs> Just one. That was actually right after my mom passed away. <laughs> Much oh, worse. So. <laughs> it would have been apt though. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, we even walked back up there. That's why we walked up there a third time. Right. And then everything closed as soon as we walked oh, up. She and walked up like, a th oh, oh, my in God. one day. Yes. Yes. Yeah, three times in one and day. And it feels like it's uphill the whole way. It is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, even when you're leaving. Yeah. Even when you're... <laughs> <laughs> this is what we were talking about earlier. All right, so how did you end up on the second day getting back over there? Because the second day you're supposed to be a California Adventure. We we just paid to have the, the park hop. Okay, so and you we just went, added Yeah, it. we dropped another 200 bucks. Yeah. It's know, worth it. Uh, it's worth it. Yes. You get to talk about it now. And this is. You know, I was going to transfer it just do. so we just did Disneyland, but my wife was like... The kids know this land more than we they know the old stuff. So we did that. And it, it really worked out. We only rode one ride over there, and that's a whole other story uh, because we had the name of one of the rides wrong. 
And so we were in the reservation line for the wrong ride, and oh, we were just no. sitting there for like 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few, f- like, total we dropped the ball f- Did you do the Incredicoaster? No, no, and we weren't going to. My my hotel looked at it all night the night before, mm-hmm. and it was on Halloween, so it was lit up all cool, and it was yeah. amazing. But we knew. We were like, no way we're going on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> my family freaking loves it. Do they? I went on it twice in a row. See, I, I used to be a roller coaster guy, but Millennium Falcon made me nauseous. The oh. ride. Oh. And I, I tried to build a droid, and I started, like, I thought I was going to puke, so I, like, ran out oh, in no. the middle Dram- of building Dramamine, a droid. man. Dramamine. My wife and I, so my wife and I went on a date, like, eight years ago, and I was like, let's go to Universal. Let's go to Universal. What the hell's a date? So like, right? Yeah. So Universal's 10 minutes from my house. I was like, why don't we go to Universal? Just you and I. We won't even tell the kids. We'll just go to Universal. <laughs> It'll be awesome. So we're like, yes, let's do it. So we get in the car. We go to Universal. You know, we were... Younger, we're drinking, you know, taking whatever. And she's like, you want a Dramamine? I was like, yeah. So yeah. we're popping Dramamine on the way to Universal. Hey, now, you want a Dramamine? Ooh, you, yeah, girl, baby. Hey, yeah. I have a terrible Dramamine story if you're ready. Oh, oh God. I, <laughs> I have a friend who has, a, when we were younger, had a penchant for trying it all, okay. doing it all. Anything that could get him a little out, out of the norm, mm-hmm. he was all about it. We had to pump his stomach twice. Oh, when no. I say we, I mean the hospital yeah. because oh, of Dramamine. He oh, like wow. took twenty two. Why? What does that do for you? It, it gives you like a a drunk euphoria, kind of like because it can make you t- sleepy and tired. Yeah. So if you take enough of it, it's like oh, you're oh, like I mean, euphoric, I you're like I haven't done that, but I mean, I never did because because I've always had to babysit him. Yeah. But he, then he did it a second time, and we were like, "You mother, like what the hell's <laughs> wrong?" Is this with guy you, still man? alive? Oddly enough, yeah, he's yeah. been hit by a bus. He lives in San Francisco now. Uh, when he lived out here, he got shot in the face because he thought it was he thought he, his friend was walking in the rain. He pulled over and it wasn't his friend. He was like, "Oh, sorry, the bug you." And the dude just shot him in the face. Oh. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> Is that here? <laughs> yeah, that was here. Yeah, he and I are both cr- uh, facial victims of of violent crime. What happened to you? Uh, somebody tried to rob me and they hit me in the face with a like a sharp rock and it cut this whole lip off. And all these teeth are fake. Oh. And I had to get eight stitches in the bottom lip. And you can kind of see it. They did a really good job of, like... I can't see yeah, anything. Sewing my lip no back idea. up. You and him, even, like, the like the kids all watched as they were sewing my face. Like the students. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> oh, anyways, my God. Great job. That's, that's awful that that happened to you. That's horrible. I was 19. I remember... The, the worst part about it, obviously, the pain and all this stuff. And I'm going to get over this really quick. But <laughs> I was I used to go to the clubbing, um, like, like, all ages dancing. And uh, I grew up in a ballet studio, so I liked to dance. And uh, I remember, like, I was a nerd, so girls didn't give me much attention. And the dancing and my dancing would, like, speak for me. And I remember this, like, super beautiful, hot woman, girl, probably, yeah, came up to me and we're dancing. And I smiled, and I, I didn't have my oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. teeth in. She, like, looked at me and was like, danced away, it. like, oh, immediately. And I was like, oh, that's, that's ah. awful. <laughs> Damn. That'll happen. But anyways, oh. so Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah, Disneyland. <laughs> so you ended um, up. So so you were at California Adventure for the day part, but then you hopped over at night to go do that ride. So so what we did was we made sure because like I was very upset that we didn't get yeah, some yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. like very upset, and I'm so glad we did because the second day ended up being the best day. There was all the stress of like trying to fit everything in and not yeah. knowing where anything yep. is, like just walking around aimlessly, like looking for things because I swear to God the map says one thing and where you're at is completely 
the opposite of that. Did you get the app that tells you the wait wait times and everything? There's the a genie. The there's, genie. A, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a pretty good app. Yeah, yeah. we unfortunately the, the the app was weird, and we had a person set up our stuff, okay. and they said they gave me everything for Star Wars. Those mothers. Well, but they didn't give you the cantina. I mean, I went through the cantina, and they had the Ronto wraps, and there was like, did you get the thing where you get to meet Harrison Ford? No. Yeah, the yeah. Harrison. Oh, yeah. I'm doing. We that. did it. Yeah, yeah, that was really yeah, awesome. It's, yeah, we had dinner with him. It was yeah, really nice. He's kind of, I don't know. He's a little standoffish. He was high the whole time. He was. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, he was standoffish. I handed him a joint, and then he, then he, he was lit right totally up. He was fine. totally fine. I mean, that's yeah. the way to anybody. Man's heart. I get. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make you very jealous. Yeah. Oh, uh, here we go. When I worked on Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah. We did a thing called the Disney Channel Games, which was, remember the Battle of the Network Stars? Yeah, remember that sure. show. Okay, so they did that on, you don't remember that? I don't remember Okay, that. Battle of the Network Stars, think about how cool that was. That was a TV show where they took stars from every network. It wasn't just one network. Okay. And they would compete in like field day games. They would do like like, like American Gladiator style? No, like balloon toss. Oh, okay. I, you know, they did all these really cool things. It would be like, start, it would be like Alan Alda and, uh, um, Jane Curtin, it would be like all these different people, and it was Battle of the Network Stars. It was this big network special. So Disney Channel did um, uh, the Disney Channel games, which was all the Disney Channel kids stars and okay. some adults. Same, They split them into three teams, and they competed. And I hosted it. And they shot it in Disney World. Oh, oh nice. wow. And so awesome. I got a personal guide just to everything. for five days. Oh, my Holy God. Holy shit. So... <laughs> My guide's name was Jeremy Wilcox. Jeremy, if you're hearing this, thank you for everything. Uh, he was awesome. And so one day, I was working my butt off. I never, the kids got, they'd work like two hours in the morning and do some fun game. And I'd be, you know, on a teleprompter. I didn't even have a teleprompter. I had to memorize everything. So I was working my ass off. That's why I couldn't be an actor. I, my oh, memory is like, what'd yeah, you say? It's just brutal. Now? I had three hours in the middle of the day, or two hours in the middle of the day. And I said, Jeremy, I want you to take me on every adult roller coaster in all four parks in two hours. In two hours? And he went, we can do that. Holy, yes. So he goes to the hotel, and we brought a nanny with a girl, she was like 25, to babysit our young kids. Okay. Um, and, because they were sleeping, and he got my wife, brought her to the set. I changed really quick, we get in the car. His, he has an SUV that he drives us around. He drives me like up into the back of some parking lot, and we go on soaring. And then he drives me to another park, and the parks are far away from each other. Like yeah, they, yeah. they're like like really spread out. Because these are the ones in Disney World, like in Florida, and they're they're totally different it's quarters. A, yeah, they're yeah, all, yeah. It's its own city. It's just it's yeah. insane how huge it is. So then we went on. Um, uh, it was like the rock and roller. I think it was the rock and roller coaster, and it was Aerosmith is the soundtrack to it. And it goes from zero to sixty, and like it's like Incredicoaster, right? Okay. So I get there, and he sneaks me in the back. So I come in, and and I walk out this door, and I'm at the front of the line. And at the same time that we're there, there is a cheerleader convention. Oh, I, man. Now, Sweet Life's been on the air now for a while. Oh, no. And I walk out, and the first girl looks at me, and she whispers, and I was like, oh, my God, this oh, is going to no. be crazy. And I turn to the guy, I was like, I need to get on this roller coaster right now. <laughs> or and else. he goes, you're on. And he gets me on it, and the word spread. They went, somebody yelled, Harwin. And as that <laughs> thing went from zero to 60, you just heard cheerleaders go, wow. And the thing just took off. It was the coolest. <laughs> it was amazing. it was awesome. But we got to go to the front of every ride line. We went to every restaurant. We went to the the Crystal boom, Palace. Boom. We walked right in, and all the characters came right to our table. It was the craziest. And he had the best stories about other people that he gave. 
tours to like athletes that would come once a week. They'd fly yeah. in on a private jet. He'd pick them up not, at the man? airport and they'd go through it. Disneyland for a night and fly back. Like it yeah. was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. That's cool. Very spoiled now. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you were then. Yeah, I was yeah. then. Now I'm like waiting in line. You're like, yeah. Yeah, all right. Mm. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah, yeah, right? Hey, I mean, you got to do it, right? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. It was really it's, cool. It's cool. I was, I was trying to, like, I was trying to, I was trying to get into Club 33. And so I'm like, who do I know that might get into Club 33? Like, because there's like the different levels. Like somebody who has the membership can invite you and you can only go to a certain area. I still haven't found it. I got you. Him. know. Huh? I have a, a one of the writers on Nicky Ricky got me in. He's he yeah. go he has a membership there and he took me in. It's it's amazing. It's pretty I, cool. You know, I, yeah, I can really uh, imagine. No. Yeah. It's like a secret no. club inside Disneyland. Yeah. And there's you go in and it's designed like Walt Disney's office. It has oh, okay. all the same color scheme and furniture and the food is spectacular. Um Yeah, it, it's like it's essentially it's hidden. It's it's so hidden because the the California the Adventure is the one is where I think it is. I think uh, it's over no, it's in there. New Orleans Square in is, Disneyland. Okay. Oh, okay, so there's two. There's one there. Okay, and that's which the has the piano? One. Do you know about the piano that's yeah. in there? Yep. Tell them about the piano. There's a piano in there. Are you oh, talking about the great. one with the crow? I'm talking about the piano that plays simultaneously with a piano that's at Disney World in France. Shut oh, up. I don't know that. When it plays, I, this is what he told me, that it plays at the exact same time. So like if, that's so if cool. Billy Joel comes in, he'll sit and play that piano and it'll play on the piano. Like in France. In France. And at the same club in another it's Disney. just this thing going on. Yes. Up. And it's him cool. actually. That's those, what I heard. Those, those are the type of people that are in there, like Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I guess originally it was the first 33 investors of Disneyland oh, had okay. this access. And so they had an, their own special place where they could go. Um, originally, for the longest time, it was the only place where you could buy alcohol in Disneyland mm -hmm. because they had wine and beer for these, the, these very elite people. Um, you can get on a waiting list. Uh, I think it takes probably 10, 20 years for a spot to open up. It's like twenty to $25,000 annually, something like that. So it's it's a big, big thing. So I'm trying yeah. to find if anybody out there that is a friend of mine has <laughs> access. I don't need to go all the way in. I just want to sit it's down just and have a, a drink. It's a really nice restaurant. That's all I want. It's a really nice <laughs> restaurant. Um, That's cool. I will say that the lightsaber building yeah. was fun? like, it's so cool. I mean, if you're a Star Wars nerd, it is the ultimate. The little shop where all the light, light where they have the lightsabers and no, no, no. It's it's an experience. You have to like sign up own. for it and you build your own. But it's not just there. There's in the in downtown Disney, which isn't in Disneyland. You can build like a pretty cheap one. Yeah, yeah. But this one's like a full like artifacts style. Yeah. And you can choose the Kyber crystal, which does your colors and three different hilts, and then the hilts all have different things on them, and it's a whole experience where you're like joining the resistance and then. Oh, wait, that's wait, 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 wait. You do you have to join the resistance? Well, you can get a red saber. Yeah. Okay. So they don't. Good. You can go the other way. They, the, the, I mean, two. eventually, but you're going to start a Jedi. All right. Well, I'm. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> well, here's the thing. But I'm. I'm you're not even supposed to be a Jedi. You're supposed to be part of this resistance that's building lightsabers to use as normal people to. But then oh, something dangerous. happens that says that maybe we are Jedi's. And, oh, and, okay. right, oh, it's, right, oh, right, it's really right. experiential. I didn't know that was there. I didn't know that was there. It's so. It's, it's I gotta cool. do that with it's my cool. son. You, you would love that. Yeah. Uh, it was two hundred fifty dollars each, like saber. But it's uh -huh. it's worth it because I mean the the force effects ones are one hundred and fifty. Right. Right. And, and just one hundred bucks. You get this experience and you personalize it yourself. Yeah, you build the whole thing, and then you can buy the crystals on. like you can buy separate crystals. Um, online they have yellow ones which is kind of what I wanted to go with 
but I already have a Yoda one and I already have a Darth Vader one, so I made a blue one. Okay. Because it's green, red, uh, purple. purple, and blue. I'm looking at making red. I should have gone purple, purple sure. but I love purple. It's my favorite color. Blue's awesome too. And I'll tell you what, it brought a tear to my eye. It was ridiculous. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Listen, so you're afraid you're gonna weep? Open yeah, I did weep. several I times. Told you, dude. I mean, I, so I told you, like watching watching the episode that just came out of the real Loud House, that I was yeah. like tearing up a yeah. little bit. Like I have this feeling, like. You know, work is work. I work a lot, and I it's stressful work, whatever it is. But like this week that I take that I'm going, I'm gonna work from from as I'm on the road and all that stuff. But when I'm there, I told my girlfriend too. I was like, I want to be fully immersed in this world. I want to just let go of everything else. I want to be in Disneyland, no matter if we're in Star Wars land, if we're in Fantasyland, whatever it is. I am going to be there, and I am going to be a part of it and so i'm afraid that when i go make my lightsaber i'm gonna be like this is i suggest doing it last because you have to carry that thing around well so i there's a way to send it to the hotel but it takes like two days well i have a like the hotel we got is walking distance so we'll just go set it down take a nap whatever trust me i'm not taking because because we had we could just take the monorail drops us right off yeah but it's still a lot of walking I can walk. I, I, have feet. I, I, I will tell you what Disney is brilliant at is immersing you in it. Yep. Yeah. You walk into that place and everything, everything melts away, goes away. Mm-hmm. It, it is one of the, it's, I understand why there are people that are addicted to it. Yeah. That have those season pads are there all the time. Like my buddy who's the writer, he has an apartment across the street. Oh, he really? goes and every, every day. day. Every day? He goes almost every day. Just to grab day. a snack, maybe. I'll call him and I'll say, hey, do you have any fast passes? He goes, yeah, I'll meet you over there. I'll meet you in 15 minutes. Yeah. And he runs over, hands me a bunch of fast passes. We talk for, shoot the shit for 15 minutes and he leaves. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely do it more. So Halloween was out of control, though. It was oh, no. Isn't the haunted oh, mansion unbelievable yes, at Halloween? It's super oh, cool. It's beautiful. But don't go yet, on Halloween day. Wait. What's that? Don't go on Halloween day. No, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Go like during we, the we month, went about a month before Halloween, and that haunted mansion. And I went when I went with my buddy. We went at Halloween, and the whole place. They just do it right. They just. It's it's really amazing. Halloween day was a shit show. Though. I bet, man. Like, but I, there were so many people. I was the oogie many, boogie thing at California Adventures, which the party. is a whole different two hundred dollars. Yeah, but I'm told that that's really good. Yeah, and and it looks super cool, but there's thirty thousand people just in the square. Oh, I, I believe, and they're just like telling you not to stand in places, but there's moving, keep moving. yeah, I kept yeah. moving the whole time because I couldn't find a place to not keep moving. Yeah, um, it was a little frustrating, you know, like. The evening was was I don't know if it's worth it. Just wall to wall people. It's yes. I, I don't like something like that. Doesn't sound like something I want to do. I'm not in for parties. Do it on I'm the fifteenth of October or something. I, that's yeah, perfect. I don't even really because you get that the same experience. But I do Middle love of the week. nightmare. Yeah. And so I have not seen the Halloween, the Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion yet. Yeah, it's you want to see it? It's right here in my, no, no, no. my phone. Because I'm going, I'll show it all to I'm you. I'm going next week. It even kind of broke down and we were stuck underneath, you know, the yeah, like, singing reef. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We were underneath it oh, with all cool. of like the singing uh, plants for like yeah. five minutes. Yeah. And it was amazing. I, oh, I was I, like, I'm fine with it breaking down. But the Pirates of the Caribbean ride broke down in the darkness right before you drop into the water. And oh, my yeah. daughter lost her mind. Oh, the like anticipation that. of it. Like the, 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 she was yeah, freaking yeah, out. Yeah, it was yeah, completely yeah, pitch black and, except no, for that stupid no skull talking to you. Oh, I, I know exactly. Right when you go by yeah. the restaurant and right and before you and Here's get the in. thing. You don't even know that there's a drop. 
No, right. visually, because it's all we just yeah. heard the people in front of us scream, scream down. So, so she we didn't knew. know what was coming. We knew something was coming. Yeah. We didn't know what, and she was not happy about it. The, I was on that ride once. The Pirates of the Caribbean. It broke down so long. They actually pulled us out of the boat. We had to walk and walk out. <laughs> it was. Really they came funny. and checked on us twice. Yeah, yeah. They I was do like, that. do I get out and push or will that kill me? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, God. Yeah. We could talk about Disney for for freaking ever. Yeah. Right. Let's let's move um, on to let's some. Move on should to we talk books. about this? Let's talk about this. Okay. Uh, you know, we need to get away from Disney, so let's go to Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I missed, though. I paid all that extra money to go to California. We went on the. Oh, did you ever go to the Marvel World we over met, in California? We, were, we thought we were going to come back, and that was the whole point of the story. Is we went into California. We went on the aerial ride, which my wife has this oh, big yeah. fascination with aerials. So it, it was worth the two hundred bucks. It was cute. The aerial rides. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can tell the difference between the animatronics in old Disneyland and that new stuff. Yeah. You're like, wow. Yeah, this is totally far different. Away world, different. different. But. My wife was super happy. She was loving it. And like she saw Prince Eric. She's like, Prince Eric. And I was like, Oh my God. What the hell? Really? That's so cute. Now I need to now I need to reevaluate my, <laughs> my <laughs> marriage here. But we walked around it and I saw that Avengers Campus was just on the way and we were yeah. gonna go back into Disneyland, do Rise of Resistance, do the lightsaber building, and then come back. Yeah. But by around six o'clock we hadn't eaten since yeah, we eleven. Spent. Yeah. And we were like, oh we're going back to the hotel and they're open till midnight, so we'll just come back. No. No. By the, when we got to the hotel it was like, Thank God we're not at Disneyland. So yep. that part of the park is interesting. It's not as good as Star Wars. It's like uh it, it's like you're on the campus for the Avengers. They do a show on the apparatus that's just start you're just as you're walking through you look up and they do this whole show which was pretty amazing like that the stunt actors that they have doing it do a really nice job and it's like black widow and and captain america they're all up there you know acting and doing their thing and it actually is, i was like that's pretty impressive what they're yeah. doing up there a lot of acrobatics and nice um but there's a a display room where you go in and it has all the Iron Man costumes. Uh, oh, cool! And it has rooms you can go in and meet Darth Vader, and rooms mm. you can go in and meet Chewbacca. They're all in that kind of area. I think that's over there. In the I could in be, Avengers I could be Campus wrong. area. I, I, well, I mean, they would. I think stick more to... I don't think so. I actually think, I think the Avengers area is that stuff. There's a Spider-Man ride, I think, or a yep. Spider-Man Adventure. There's Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Yeah, that's the freefall thing. Yeah. We already knew we weren't going on that. Yeah. I went on that. I took the Dramamine, waited a half hour, went on it, and to, just but to hear my 17-year-old son make the sound that he made as it dropped was the most... My my daughter, my middle daughter, to this day, if I even bring it up, she'll start laughing. He literally, this tough kid is just like... Ah! I mean, he did the sound he made when it dropped was so priceless. It was worth it. It was worth That's the nausea awesome. that I experienced for the next two hours. Yeah. Nice. I can't wait. I'm so excited. All right. Um, so Deadpool one. Huh? So we decided that. Uh, so we're trying to change the format up a, a little bit. It's been a long time since we've actually put out a new show. Um, we talk about each of us have a comic book that we read. We talk about that. Um, I think we're going to change the format a little bit, uh, more conversational, and then we're going to talk about one comic book. We can highlight other ones throughout the week that we've read, like oh, you should pick up the ones number one or something like that. But uh, for the comic book we all decided to read was Deadpool number one. Uh, the writer is Alyssa Wong, uh, artist Martin Kokolo, color artist Niraj Menon, uh, letterer is VCs Joe Sabino. Um, 
So it sounds like Chris, you weren't able to quite read it. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't because I've been in California. Been, I've been gone. Been gone. Yeah. Can I, yeah. I? I didn't even know this came. Are you out familiar this week. with the Deadpool character? I think he's I've newer. heard of him yeah. before. Yeah, he's, right? newer. Yeah. he's got claws on his hands. That's, right? that's, that's really not gruff. accurate. That's no? a different person. No? Yeah. Um, huh. Although has the same powers. Oh, mm-hmm. regenerative enough. powers. Yes. Which, yes. by the way. They're putting out this new Wolverine Deadpool movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool so three. I really hope they tap into that, that they both have the same power. They probably will. Um, there, I, I, there's, I, there's, I know there's some clever way for them to take advantage of that, that somebody's <laughs> after both of them because they have this power. Right. I, so they'll come up program. with some genius idea, but I was like, that. if they figure that out. Well, they're both. Was, was Deadpool part of Weapon X program? Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's convoluted at best. I, I mean, mean retcons minimum, and all that honestly, stuff. Yeah, but, there's a bunch of retcons, but I mean, yeah. they're all part of the Weapon Plus program. Oh, right, because Hulk is in that. This now is the part too, where I check right. my phone and go through yeah, my texts right. and try to figure so, out. So, so tell us, Plus, right, and um, right, tell us, Captain uh, America is part of the Weapon Plus now. All retcon. Have you have you ever like what is your experience with comic books? Just out of curiosity. As a kid, I had. Well, first I'm going to drop a bomb on you guys. Oh no. My one of my best friends in seventh and eighth grade. Was, As you say, Stan Lee, I'm going to be really upset. Was Joe Russo? <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, almost Joe and Stan Anthony Lee. Russo. Okay. okay, so Joe and I hung out all the time, and uh, Anthony was a year ahead of us, and uh, so I didn't realize it until the last 10 years that Joe was into comic books because we never talked about comic books when we were kids. We just hmm. didn't. When we hung out, we we watched Flash Gordon. Cool. on a loop in my basement. <laughs> yeah. I think every time he came over, we watched uh, it, which is so interesting because it you see that in his move. Like, you see that spark yeah, yeah. from him watching it, Like, I want to do cool. that. And he and his brother always wanted to do awesome. action movies. That's what they wanted to do. And they started with uh, the movie with William H. Macy and uh, and George Clooney, uh, their first film. Um, the Cooler? Their bank, their bank robber, robbers. Uh, I forget the name of it now. Um I, I forget the name of it. Macy. I wish we could pull it up. Um, but anyway, they... If only there was something in our If only there was some, that, some device. Um, <laughs> anyway, he, they did that, and then they kind of they did uh, Arrested Development. Oh, how, dude, that movie. Right? Or that show. That show's one of the best shows of all time. Oh, it is amazing. 100%. And they have their handprints all over it. I wish that Netflix hadn't picked it up and... Yeah, I know. And yeah. did what yeah, they did with the end one. And then let's, they let's did... focus on the good. They oh, yeah, did yeah. Community. And apparently they did an episode in Community that was a spoof of action movies. Okay. And uh, Kevin Feige, 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 Feige. saw it because he was a huge community fan. He was a very yeah. pop culture and called them and said, we want you to come in and pitch directing Captain America. Oh, and man. that's how they freaking booked it. It's crazy. And they did the whole, they did a, a whole um, uh, sketch of the elevator scene with, with, with Captain America where he gets on and he goes, does anybody want to get off? Oh, that, <laughs> they, they wrote Fantastic that. Fantastic they, they They storyboarded it and awesome. brought that in in their presentation. That's brilliant. Kind of, kind of buried the lead when he asked about the tattoo earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah I did right. bury the lead a little bit. So anyway, I was friends with Joe. I was never into comic books. I wish Joe at the time would have told me that because he could have introduced them to me because it, it's yeah. totally yeah. my jam now. Like I love, like when you gave me this, I, I was so excited to go and sit <laughs> really were. And, read, and read a comic book. So, awesome. And then um, Anthony on our show, yeah. uh, who's the, the acting coach for the kids on the show, um, he is a huge kid. Like you gotta have he him. Always has a, he always has a comic book shooter on. It's he, you gotta have him on the show. Yeah. You guys would geek out with him. Um, and he put me onto the Marvel app. 
So now oh, I, just, okay. I can yeah. pull that up and just read, All of it. which is your worst nightmare sitting a in the store. Bit, yeah. I yeah. do like the tactile, bit. having an actual comic in your hand. And, and that's, that's, the, that's the cool thing is like you can, I've tried reading comics on like. It's I not bought, as fulfilling. I bought an iPad just for that reason. Yeah. And it's not it's the same. Just not the, it's just it's not beautiful. The yeah, like yeah. The, the, right. It's really vibrant. Like you really, but there is nothing like having the the comic book in your like the the yeah. magazine yeah, paper in special your hands. especially especially when you're or a collector a yeah. as well you know finding the older stuff like like Avengers number one or the first appearance of Deadpool having those things physically in your hands he has is, both those books well, I do you you do <laughs> I do um, <laughs> but um, what is the first appearance of Deadpool I don't I don't know how did New uh, Mutants ninety eight Mutants ninety we just sold a nine point four here a few weeks ago oh yeah mm-hmm. what was mine. Nine six, I think. It's right? a nine six. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Nine four, nine six. Nine. Oh. Well, ten's the top. Yeah. Okay. But so the old quality. It's yeah. Okay, okay, okay. One out of ten. You know, it's a ten. But there's very few tens. There's only a few hundred tens in the world. Just nine point nines. There's almost none of those either. Nine point eight is what's considered perfect. Yeah. By Damn. most every standard. I have a nine six. He has a nine six. What are those worth? Uh, mm. fifteen hundred to a thousand. Two thousand. Well, no, nine sixes are worth about eight hundred. Oh. Um, nine eights are worth fifteen hundred to two thousand. Yeah. And what depends. was the context that he was created? Like, what was the first? Was it like the movie? Was the movie accurate in, no, in, in terms of his making? It, it, yeah. He's a. He's just kind of. I feel like he was just a one-off character. Like, they weren't gonna. There. I don't think there was a plan to make this. This character, right? Well, this. originally he's not he the fun-loving, yeah. like fourth-wall-breaking, yeah, like. Spider-Man character. Right. He was a mercenary and it was two issues before the run ended. Life Rob Liefeld knew that. So he made like a ridiculous character just to like end the book. And he didn't even get popular right away. Did no, he? It no. took years and years and years. Well, the popularity he has now is ridiculous compared to Correct. You know, I mean, but when when he got popular and they started putting him in more books, I I believe is when he broke the fourth wall. And then it was kind of a new thing, and well, yeah. I mean, John Byrne had written She-Hulk breaking the fourth right. wall, yeah, yeah, yeah. long before that. But okay, so she did that first. right, right. They they basically kind of like mixed She-Hulk's humor, like that, like tongue in cheek kind of humor with with you know this character that already existed. Yeah. And so I, I asked when I was on Nikki Ricky, I asked the kids because they were comic book guys. I said, "Who's the most powerful character?" And they said, "Deadpool." Because he can change the narrative. Because he and can well, jump out of it and change wrong. the story. That's not completely wrong. He also yeah. has his healing factor is technically better than Wolverine's because Wolverine has to like find body parts and reattach them. Whereas oh, is that Deadpool true? I didn't can know just that. grow he stuff. He grows back. stuff like right. the baby. The, oh my God, that was so genius. Um, but I mean, you know, the Hulk and Superman, those are, you know, those are pretty powerful too. Yeah. So. Yeah, Hulk's, Hulk's right up there with, <laughs> with Wolverine, but, but not quite. Hulk's ability to not be damaged is more powerful than his ability to heal, if that makes sense. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, when I watched She-Hulk, the fact that she got even... Love the show, by the way. Love, yeah, it was good. I, I the, My only problem with it was that when she fought him, she should not have gotten one lick in on him. Like, well, he has fought aliens from other planets. He's got way more experience than her. He's, you know... I just thought, like, she should have just been... He should have just completely beat the crap out of her. He's a depowered there. Hulk, one. You know, Professor Hulk is a lower level. Oh, is he? Right. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I didn't know that he so lost the power first at the same time. Okay. That Two, makes more sense. His anger is what feeds his 
and strength. he doesn't have that and yeah. right he's he's all zen so i mean it makes oh, that sense makes, like, that makes go. total sense to me i didn't realize also he's that. pulling his punches because he's fighting his cousin yes yeah they're really um good, so. i was i was happy with the way they brought about her becoming a she-hulk but at the same time i feel like uh, no <laughs> i yeah I, yeah I haven't seen it yet so i can't oh okay i, I'm glad I, I didn't no say happened. what it was it's different it's from totally her okay. original origin story okay and i think that her or, original origin story serves her well the blood so, transfusion yeah i mean okay. you know i mean that's it makes yeah, this sense was a little uh oh she's a hulk yeah Snap, oh, she's a hulk. it was a okay. it was like yeah so so the power there's always been a problem with marvel and the power levels yeah because you know captain marvel can pretty much beat everybody up but there's some moments where you know she she's struggling with thanos and some moments where she's kicking the crap out of him. thanos yeah. is in this no oh. i'm just saying in general in the marvel like, universe in general okay there's yeah, always okay. been power fluctuations yeah. where, you know whatever she serves the, the writers infinity gauntlet the book right yeah, yeah i mean but i mean she's she was the most the strongest character we've seen on screen technically but if you look at like power levels in the comic books the hulk can beat the crap out of her yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. i love yeah. that the hulk one of my favorite scenes in all the marvel movies is when black widow goes to recruit him in the first event yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and she's terrified and I, yeah. I actually used that scene to teach actors in my acting class. I really? used, oh yeah, because there's so much going on in the scene. You have Black Widow, who is a badass. Mm -hmm. Nothing scares her right. except monsters. Monsters scare Black Widow. Yeah. And when I teach the class, I'm teaching them, she's got a gun under the table waiting. She probably has guns all over that room. <laughs> For sure. Right? For sure. And just the tension in that room of her knowing what she's doing. And you're like, it. It was a really, really smart way to show us how powerful the Hulk is. Right. It was yeah, yeah. terrifying to her. She was yeah. like, I could die any second. There's nothing I can do about right, it. Right, right, right. do is grab me. And, I'm and then they go to that wide shot, crane shot from above, and you see all the SWAT teams moving yeah, like in hundreds on the of dudes, Oh, just yeah. hundreds of guys. <laughs> and it wouldn't have helped. No, they no. wouldn't have done anything. No. Yeah. She would have been a, a smear on the wall. I just love that about the Hulk, that he's just uncontrolled violence so just so if you were to give credit on that scene to to who's responsible for making that scene great would you give it to the director or the actors or like a combination of both i would give it to the director the director has so much power right i mean they they really they have so much power over all of it so okay. i would absolutely say all right to 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 scarlett johansson you're you're terrified but you're also a professional and you did not want to do this. This is not what you... And the fact that she falls in love with him is my favorite. Like, I just think that's fantastic. It's that, a really cool underlying oh, thing that they, they address, but they never finalize it. It never, yeah. it's never finalized. I, it's yeah. really unfulfilling. I mean, it's finalized when she dies. And he's, you know, he's visibly upset because, you know, and it's not Bruce Banner that's pissed. It's Hulk. Hulk, yeah, yeah. I, it was like the air was left out of the balloon, let out of the balloon when she, they're in that diner and they meet him and he's got his glasses and the kids are coming up and she, and it was like, well, wait, wait a minute. What happened between them? Like what? Now they're not. That was very disappointing to me because they were building up this great Sam and Diane kind of thing going on right. with the two of them. And <laughs> yeah. then we never get to see it. And I wonder. Well, I, when I everybody died, they she took over the Avengers and he went in the hiding, right? Right. For yeah. a minute. Right. But yeah. I, I wonder if they ever readdress it. I feel like they have moved past that, but... Well, she's dead now, so there's nothing they can do. She's right? dead? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh my God. The soul stone is her. So you know what else is fault. dead is this pool. The, the Deadpool? Number one? <laughs> well, yeah. All right. <laughs> so gonna, we go back to Deadpool. Okay. The, the reason I asked kind of about your history with comic books, mm -hmm. um, like physical comic books and reading them, is how 
I guess my first question is, how easy was this to read for you? Okay, so when I read, I, I am not a skilled comic book reader, so I've just started yeah. it. Like in the, since these movies came out, really got me into comic books. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is so much fun. So I started taking my kids to the comic book store in uh, in L.A. Uh, Earth to Comics, I think, okay. is the one I go Earth to, to on Ven and Ventura Boulevard. And uh, so I started to really just love it, and I, you know, I'd take them out, and it, it for me, this was a pretty easy read. It's, um just tactily as i read it's hard for me to follow there are some images in it that i couldn't tell what was happening like was something coming out of them i couldn't understand that the animation was a little confusing yeah like when she's in her, when, when she's interrogating him and then there's like this one image of like is it what's going on there so i i wanted to talk about that actually specifically um, did, they, did you see the same thing? Or did you see that image? I, I don't know. Here, let me see if I can find it. Let me yeah, see if, if I can find, find it. it. This is right here. But the... Um, no, I think it's the okay. next page. That's her reaching into him trying to... The the thing about this is the, the artist and the color artist, there that. is so much on this page. Oh, I see. Because this is where, like... I'm trying to figure out what's happening. I think there. Carnage is trying to come out of here. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. That's what. I, but it took me a couple times. It's not Carnage. Oh yeah, yeah, Cletus Cassidy specifically. Yep. And so, which is weird because isn't he dead? Well, yeah, they explain it. If okay, you read okay. It, but, hold, um, on, hold on, I'm looking. I'm looking at my text. <laughs> he, hold on, ready? Yeah, sure. Yeah, let me look. Let me look. Um, one of the things. That, so, I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad art whatsoever. Oh God, no! It is such good art, but because because this artist i feel like is is that good i i don't know if it was their choice or if they were being pushed but there's a lot in each panel and sometimes i feel like you you lose the clarity like you're talking when about when he like, cuts wait, off the head of the happening? monster that's chasing him that that whole sequence was a little murky i couldn't tell yep. and then he ends up inside of it i'm like why inside is he inside of it, of it? and he's like oh it's so wet out. in here I, I didn't see him go in like i didn't understand right. the sequence of events that sequence of events was and we really have really superhero pages. Follow. So some you only have 32 pages right so sometimes got a jump but when you put yeah. these two pages together this is one page but it looks like it bleeds into that but yeah it because of this piece right there yep. Yep. yeah absolutely and so it's not it's i feel like maybe more of a, a design structure oh, maybe is this a, a little bit of an, an issue. x title yeah oh no i hope we put this in all the x-men people's books boxes well yeah if you look at the back there's um the list is all deadpool one x-men red legion of x marauders so this is how you follow where this storyline is going okay at the very uh last page so it'll tell you what um what you need to pick up next oh that's flipping great yeah that's great and what that does is it it makes because this is a number eight x-men red number eight so if you pick that one up maybe you're going to read all the x-men red if you pick up number seven of legion x maybe you you know so it, it ties it all to you're but to, it's a but to, it's a it's an issue number one after not not the whole series one through whatever this is going to be correct just pick up this one will be number one so they're they're all on a wall going okay this starts here this starts here this starts up here yep. this is so here. Sometimes all simultaneously. this is a ploy yeah, it's um, a thing. It's the Marvel world. Marvel, what they're yeah. doing with the TV shows and yeah. with the movies. They all yeah. tie together and you buy them. Well, and that's cool. Um, I'm cool with that, but it, they always reboot. They didn't used to do this. Back in the day, Steve Dicko and Stanley stopped doing the book. Other people took yeah, it over, but they didn't renumber it by with a number one. That's now that's like what they do. Four because, number 457. Right. But nowadays it's Deadpool number 28. Okay, now the next Deadpool number one. 
Right. So, uh, it, right. You, but it's like, it's but it'll have Deadpool creator. in a title, like Deadpool yep. something, and that's that series one through ten or right. Whatever and usually they change the series. number based off of creator change. Right. Um, Which is a newer thing. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, know that. a little newer, um, but like this is this is the stuff I'm talking about. Like this artist and this colorist, yeah, is spectacular. Oh, I that's think. amazing. This splash page is is amazing. But then when you try and scale them down, that is when you start getting all that confusion. It's a little murky. What is what is happening? I so really what, love this page as well. What is her um, deal? The so I don't know. Have we seen her before? Is she new? I don't know if she's a new character or not. If it's a first appearance, I don't know. Um, do you know who? What's um, the title? Did we say out loud what is? this is? It's, it's Poison Ivy, right? Yeah, Deb, Deadpool number one. Uh, Harriet. Uh, the Howard Harrower. The Harrower. The that's, Harrower. Is that that's not Poison Ivy, right? That's different. No, that's in DC. That's comics. DC. It was a bad joke. Oh, it was, oh it was, yeah, it yeah. was actually a really bad joke. <laughs> yeah, it was a fantastic joke. <laughs> so this is the Marvel equivalent of Poison Ivy. That's what, what it looks like. Looks like. I can't tell what her power is either. That was another thing that was not in the animation. Like these creatures, these plant-like creatures are attacking him. But is yeah. she? I think do, she's. Is she a scientist? Him. Is she a chemist? Because she talks about magic and chemistry and uh, so what is she, uh, biofusion Bio and biofission and magic and spell casting. Yeah, so, so it's a little. Murky. I couldn't see what her power was. That I never. Sh- they never showed us what she actually does or why. Yeah. So this is not her first appearance. She okay. first appeared in Man Things Meet the Harrower. Avengers Chris of the Man thing which yeah. is uh, how old is that it's actually not that old okay it's so she's more newer recent. yeah um, one of the other issues that I have with this issue is Alyssa Wong <laughs> it has her yep. kind of bio here mm-hmm. um, which I, I enjoy seeing these so yeah. I can learn about these creators but then as you turn the page this is part of the story yep. and it looks exactly like her bio I passed it up you passed this I, page on the out. second read. I stopped and saw that that yep. that was part of it. That, that it was an insert. You think it's yeah. You think happens. it's an ad or whatever. There's another one that gives her her history, the Harrower's history. There's a um, here. Let me see. Yeah. There's a little thing where she it says uh, gives her report. Here it is. So oh, she used to work yeah. with horticulture alongside her great aunt, and in the wake of Cletus Cassidy's attempted massacre of humanity. She obtained a sample of the Carnage symbiote and began experimenting on it. Yeah, and then it's, so she's she made a biofusion thing to make it was man part of that last. Uh, that so she last does she run. not have superpowers? Uh, I, I'm not there yet. <laughs> You're like maybe. I mean, maybe she's in a super suit. Intelligence. She's in a suit that makes her look like she's you know she's not in civilian clothes. She's right. not. She's not that she'd have to be. Oh, this is weird. Clothing. She yeah. separated Dr. Salas from Man-Thing's body, so, like, the Man-Thing isn't Dr. Salas anymore. I guess oh. that must have just happened. Good for her. I think yeah. it's last year that Separate that That's came pretty out. neat. That way they have their own personalities. So this page that you're talking about... Sorry, her eyes are all red there. Real quick. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've got right her there. all redded out in her eyes. Um, so did you read this the first yes. through? Yes. Okay. So I generally skip these. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I do it. It's this big block of text. I enjoy art. I enjoy the word balloons. Because there's no pictures. There's no pictures. This is why we all started watching, you know, why the kids read comics. That's right. And so I don't mind that it's in there. I think it's great for adding to the story and showing you what's going on or telling you what's going on. I didn't learn anything from that page that furthered the story for me. Right. I assumed that she had been doing experiments and had to figure out how to make this thing work and she knows that Deadpool can live through like, trauma and knew that she could plant it in him. That's I mean, all subtext yeah. that is there. It's already it's like, like, why are you those spelling Those pages it out? are usually like 
part exposition dump yeah and part just connective tissue to the mm. whole x-men thing that's been going on for three some years now yeah yeah because um, they've kind of like taken over the x the the mutants have taken over their own part of the marvel world oh they still have their island Coco actually has an island on the world and also on mars and they're terraforming mars now too so uh, so i they started this so comic book comic book people are weird obviously right because we have all these different niches that we like and we don't like and we whatever they did this storyline with a creator where they took like all of the x-men stuff and really condensed it and this is the story and you have to read every single thing to have the full picture Mm -hmm. uh instead of selling more books for me it made me drop the x-men completely because it was too overwhelming too overwhelming yeah and you know some people will some people will buy every single one and 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 whatever and that's fine um but for me it killed the x-men for there was me. probably a dozen people who bought every single thing yeah at least three of them after hundreds of dollars of their books building up that just never came back yeah mm-hmm. and then several people were like i just need to get off of this um usually when marvel does a large crossover event like this they'll have one book that is like the title empire mm-hmm. and they'll have yeah. six books mm-hmm. and it comes out once a month and then also d- different weeks they'll come out with little side stories like x-men empire and avengers empire and the dazzler empire that are that happening at the same time as right this exactly story yeah. that yeah. way you your favorite character is affected by what's happening in this comic but you don't have to read it to get everything in this x-men crossover story it was all of it people were getting killed in one book and the effects of that was happening in a different book and you didn't know that that Uh, person was dead yeah because you didn't read that comic so you had to read like all of it it was it was it was was tied too much together for me right and they thought they were doing this amazing thing so yeah it is amazing amazing. yeah it is amazing but to try to get guys like me to do it Right, that's not yeah. gonna. Happen. That's that's why it's good that they have those little, you know, like the maximum carnage was just fifteen issues. Yeah, boom, that was actually a pain in the butt too because you had to get every issue of all these other comic books that tied into it. It didn't have its own set thing. So for me, who am a, I am not a comic book guy. I'm I'm a person who likes to go into a comic book store and find something cool and take yeah. it home and read it. Yeah, I am like a streamer like a streaming binger so i want to get the book that has all of the issues in it so i can read it from top to bottom because i don't get back to the comic book store if i go i may not get back for four months yeah so i like to read like one of the i'll grab one of these and then i can read the whole story yep and have it in a a book for me that's how i buy that's a newer thing as well and and we always call that the netflix of comic yes but i love it because i can and i can take my time reading it the story yeah i didn't take my uh, red sons on vacation with me this week but i did take the graphic novel of red sun to read on the airplane right Mm -hmm. and loved it because you know, graphic, the graphic novels they travel well. They don't. Know. They don't go up in value. So that like little voice in the back of your head that's going, "Hey, like, don't touch the cover. Be careful. be careful with this. It's not there." Right. And so that's the beauty of a graphic novel is you can just read the damn story and not have to. So, yeah. Worry. So these do not have any resale value. Not probably. Not really. Not generally, there's a couple that have gone up in value. I feel <clears> like. If it was only released as a graphic novel, like the Killing Joke. Right. Yeah, the Killing Joke. But uh, one of the Star Wars ones. Uh, Dark All, Empire, my favorite so Star Wars story. The only reason, I mean, that's not the only reason, but the main reason that those have value, anything that was Dark Horse Star Wars, they're not allowed to print. 
Right. So those. What those, does that mean? Dark Horse, Star, Star Wars. Um, comic book companies. The main two are Marvel and DC. Right. And the third one is Image, and then there's Dark Horse. Okay. Dark Horse has always had the properties, like the franchise stuff. They've always had Alien. They've always had Predator. Uh-huh. Um, they had the Star Wars Forever. books. As soon as Marvel ended just- their run at 107, it sat dormant for years until Dark Horse was like, hey, yeah. we can write stories about this world that isn't making money. And they just I'm license sorry. it. It just, Star Wars stopped for a while? Like they did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. After when? What year? When was it didn't get popular again until, until 90s. Until the 90s, yeah. So Dark Horse has Star Wars now? Had. They did. Or had. And oh, now Marvel as, has it because as soon as Mar- it. As soon as Disney bought Lucasfilm, yeah. <laughs> they were like, huh, yoink, yeah. ours. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. took it away. And, they've and done, so that's they why those got very good stories with it, though. I oh, no, Marvel's say. doing well. Um, the yeah. only book I'm not satisfied with right now is The War of the Bounty Hunters is a little eh. Yeah. And then Dr. Afra's newest run is So I have to ask you guys, and we'll do it on the air here. So my son... Grew up watching Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. Great. connects with the clones. Like, he loves, he knows every clone. He knows their backstory. He knows if they've been in one episode. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. He yeah. loved the Clone Wars. Is there a book that's a Clone Wars-based Star Wars story that he would love? There is. What is it? Uh, it's called Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. Is it's it? just, it's the comic <laughs> book adaptation of the show. Is it the show though? Is it just repeating yeah. the show? Yeah, they don't it have. Is. They don't have a. There's, there's, there's plenty of side stories mm-hmm. that involve the clones, but there is also a Clone Wars comic. I need to pick one of those up here before I leave. I'll okay. do it for Christmas. I'll get him some Clone Wars stuff because yeah, he just. We we have a bunch of stuff over there. So yeah, I mean you're almost you could go like this. You've you've, you've come to the right <gasps> place. You, you feel friend. the heat of Star Wars oh right now. Oh my gosh, it's right there. I feel it. So coming back to to I kind of want to tie tie a nice little bow on Deadpool. What what were your thoughts kind of overall about this book? Just why is my beer empty and why isn't there another one? That's really the first thought that popped into my head. You know, I just at this moment, but you had mentioned you only brought three beers. Three? Are you freaking kidding? I have pretty weird. This podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> My buddy's bartending at the the bar right yeah, there. So yeah, we can get a drink afterwards. Over. I promise. I'll okay. What was your question? What, what was your question? Uh, my my question is overall what. Uh what were your thoughts on this kind of overall? Do they sell you a three-pack? I mean, what the hell? No, no, did you buy a six? And then did you walk out with just three? <laughs> they sold. They sold. I bought a four-pack. I knew that there were only going to be three of us. I know that you I immediately drink one in the likes, car on the way home. Well, here's. I want to. I want to talk to that about like mm-hmm. because this is bow and arrow. Check out Chaco. And you had talked about that you like Stella, but usually you just have about. I don't the finish neck of the a beer. And you yeah. don't finish but a beer. I, but this is so enjoyable. That that like I typically don't finish a beer. Yeah, nice. But yeah, I mean you don't. I mean, how often do people actually get to sit and just talk? Right. Yeah. In silence. Oh yeah. We have to put microphones in front of us to do it. Right back to California, real quick. Yeah. Um, (laughs) One of my favorite parts was the last day. Disneyland's behind us. Right. We're sitting at the pool, just me and my son, and he's just playing in the pool for like. 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, and best. I was just sitting there enjoying my son. Yeah. Enjoying. And that was one of the best parts. Him and like he, taking him to the ocean. We went to the ocean the first day. Yeah. And so like, he was like dangerously loving the waves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like oh, freaking no. you out. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like, dude, dude. You're, and the waves you're, in Malibu. Did you go to Malibu or did you go? Oh, uh, we went to Santa Monica Pier. Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. yeah the like waves that. in California are for real. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. So it was yeah, decent. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, back to that. Sorry. I have I have a good beach wave story. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yes. So about 10, 12 years ago, 
I'm in um, the Outer Banks with my family, my entire extended family. I have five, four brothers and a sister, and then all their kids, and we all stayed at a giant house on the beach in, in, with my parents. And it's a really rough day, like really rough, like waves coming in unpredictably, like random, bam, oh, yeah. bam, bam. My two nephews went out, and they were bleeding because they got, they got pushed into the sand, and they had oh, those yeah. like burns. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was in really good shape. Because I was doing this thing called P90X, and I was oh yeah, I, had been, I was like in the second round of it. I was I was Damn. just I was in dan- I was in really good shape. Good for you. And I'm on the beach, and it's you know overcast and windy, and there's this brother and sister that are out in the ocean, and the sisters maybe eleven, and I'm watching them because I'm like this isn't going to go well, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. he's a little farther out than her, and she starts yelling for help, and I ran into the water, and I got her found her, got one underneath and got her, pulled her out, carried her, which I could not have done had I not been working out religiously for for six months. Mm -hmm. Carried her over, family came running up and I put her down and she she looks up at me and she goes, Arwen? (laughs) Shut up, shut up, up. dude. (laughs) I swear to God. That character is so so, recognizable. So cut to this, cut to, cut to, cut to a year and a half ago, I post on Twitter on um, TikTok for the first time. My son's begging me to get on TikTok. He said, "Everybody that knows you is on TikTok. You got to do it." So we did this video where I transformed from myself with a beard. I still have the Arwen costume. I have the glasses. I have everything. So I did this dance where people usually their their shirt comes off and they're ripped, but instead of my shirt coming off, I turned into Arwen. Okay, nice. And they TikTok verified me within three hours. Oh, it, wow. it got 15 million views. Oh my gosh. And, and one of the things was this girl posted Power. this thing and she said, let me tell you a story. And it was that girl's sister. No, and oh, she told wow. the story. That's awesome. And you were like, I remember that. I remember that. So I was there. how could you forget? About <laughs> you know? two or three years after that, Okay. not even, maybe a year, I'm at a table read for, uh, they're doing a live action Marvin the Martian. Oh, cool. And I'm doing a table read for it. And we get halfway through and say, let's take a break. And one of the producers sitting behind me taps my shoulder. And he goes, Brian. I go, yeah. He goes, were you in the Outer Banks last year? I said, yeah. And he goes, you pulled my niece out of the ocean. Oh, <laughs> shut <God>. up. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know. It just keep, someday, hopefully, she'll run a studio. And uh, and maybe, you know, I'll get a career out of or it. Or when she's the president of the United States. Yes. Like, yeah, hey, she, she, the she can pardon me. Yeah. From that for time fun. I robbed that comic book store after that podcast oh, thing. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, I don't. <laughs> after, yeah. after oh, it they, hasn't happened yet. After <laughs> they didn't supply him with another beer. Okay, so <laughs> Deadpool number one. What did I think of it? Yeah. I don't know how people read these before Ryan Reynolds took over this role because all I hear is his voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? I Try did, reading the Iron well. Man book without seeing Robert Downey Jr. Uh, so un- I read it's this. Impossible. And it's just not as funny as him. No, and that's the I problem with the Deadpool books. I want it to be funnier. I really want it to have a comedy pass. Which is, which is, Deadpool is not a favorite character of mine. I never read his books. I do have the first appearance. Uh, it's a side story. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I don't care for Deadpool. I yeah. overall, I I know that this is a good book. I the like I said, the art is amazing. The colors are amazing. It gets muddled because they're so good, and they're trying to like put it in such a yeah, small form. I feel like, but I don't like Deadpool that much. I love Deadpool movies. Yeah, and they're they're, they're so yeah. different. And so I think if you're a Deadpool fan, not just a Ryan Ryan Reynolds fan. I think that you would enjoy this book. Yes, it's and it's also 
you know, the Deadpool movies are almost X-rated. They're just yeah. so unbelievably irreverent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I like literally had to adjust the first one. I was like, what the hell am I watching? Like I was almost offended by it because I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. The second yeah. one I was ready for it and I thought the second one was better. Like the stuff with what's the steel guy? Colossus. With, Colossus was so Colossus is fantastic. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Domino's fantastic. Domino Oh Domino kind of appeared in the first comic book with him. So their so first appearances are kind of well, yeah. Kind that's of, why that's she's actually in copycat. I have the first appearance of copycat because copycat was in the first appearance of Deadpool. Go ahead and I also look have, at your phone. I also have yeah. the, I also have the first He's appearance. Going deep. I have the first appearance of Domino. It was in a different book. It wasn't in the other book. Anyway, X Factor number seven or eight. X Force. Yeah, and it's either four or six. I can't remember. So anyway. in, in all, Maybe I, eight. I love the story, and I think the story's great. I, I, and I, and again, the illustrate all of it is. I'm just in awe of it because I can't draw a stick figure that yeah, looks like real. Yeah. But all of that is amazing. But I just want it to be more irreverent and just funnier. Like I, yeah. it came Having, close with the needles. It came close with the needles, yeah. and it came close with the. It's so wet in there. Yes, that was. <laughs> but she had the joke, not she him. Had the joke. Right. And and it to me when you when you make it irreverent like the movies it's yes. rated R yes when you try and write that line in these books I don't care for it because what you're what I feel like you're doing is you're kind of copping out if you made this book an adult book you took the Marvel logo off of it mm -hmm. you could go there mm -hmm. right because it has the Marvel logo they have their standards which I I think are great and fine but they ride this line that i don't care for sometimes where they do a curse word but they use uh exclamations and yeah, yeah exclamation yeah. point pound yeah. sign whatever and i'm like if you're gonna go there but you can't because you're selling it to kids don't do it write it differently right because you're you fall into this crutch of using curse words as comedy right and i know that you're tr you're well, kind of being listen, true to it i, I almost think they should let ryan reynolds read this and punch it up and he does he wouldn't have to do it with swearing he wouldn't he could do innuendo he's so clever oh, yeah. i mean that guy anybody i've talked to that's worked with him he's like he's the funniest guy in the room right Makes let sense. him read it yeah. let him write in the margins and use all of it because because yeah. the way he talks cool. to the camera and the and the thing god that whole thing where he's on top of Kala or on top of uh the helmet juggernaut juggernaut and he's like okay it's getting late Sun's going down. Oh, that's, like, that's an amazing That was the best scene. line yeah. in the whole movie. The sun's going yeah, down. Like, yeah. how brilliant was that? There's yeah. so many good parts. And, and you Ugh. know, it's like uh, the, the sequel down. in comedy is always end up having, like, to regurgitate the same jokes. Yes. Right? And then, like, there's some that are super meta, like Austin Powers, where they're, like, they know they're using the same jokes. Deadpool does a very good job of knowing they're using the same jokes and putting a little twist on it or calling themselves out for it or what have you. Running a comic book shop... Every time a Deadpool movie comes out, a ton of new subscribers, right? Mm -hmm. Ten new yep. subscribers. Then a few weeks, a few months later, you don't see any of them anymore because the books just aren't the same. Yeah, right. That's very weird. It, and it doesn't mean dropping f bombs. It doesn't mean it yeah. has to go there. It just has to be clever. You, you the have timing to... of Ryan Reynolds is the part that is. is yeah, timing is, and it's he... hard. It's hard to get that timing in the written word. Right, um, right. Because I don't think because it's your cadence. Was this? It's yeah. your cadence, uh, not the 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 writers. Wong. Yeah. yeah, they they. I think they wrote a good story. I think yeah. it's a solid story. I get the point A to point B, but Deadpool is such a weird niche, not niche character, but a weird niche specific comedy that it is. It's sad to say, 
But because Ryan Reynolds loved this character so much, yeah. he created something he's, that he's no one else can He's, the reason he's reinvented yeah. it. Yeah, yeah so. for sure. Oh, you were talking about the most powerful yes, character. Um, there's a Gwynpool. Have you heard of Gwynpool? Uh, no. She is self-aware. She knows she's in a comic book, and she's See, real. That feels like that's the most powerful character. That's what I was bringing up, yeah. is that she's... Because you can rewrite it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. because she's just here. Yeah. Like, she's, I'm here for fun. She's not going through the motions of whatever a superhero would have to do or anything. She's like, I'm hanging out in a comic book, but normally I'm just this teenage girl. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then she gets stuck. Gwynpool? Gwynpool. Yeah, gets stuck in the comic, right? Yeah. yeah. She currently doesn't have a book. She just self-appears. She was in the Young Avengers most recently. <laughs> She's <just> like, hello. <laughs> and then it goes They're away. using me for this for a minute, and then everybody gets bored with me because I'm too powerful. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, that's but great. She's, she's like She-Hulk in Deadpool, where she breaks a fourth wall, but to an extreme amount. Right. Where like, she's... You know, like, she goes up to Wolverine and starts talking to Wolverine about, you know, oh, I love when Chris Claremont and Frank Miller did you in 1 through 4 in 1984. He's like... What are you talking about? Because yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a comic book superhero, and she's like, "No, you're just a comic book." Yeah, you're <laughs> just not a, real comic. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. But yeah. so it's fun. So she might be the most powerful if yeah. you really broke it down. I don't know. It's so, hard to say. So for me, um, this, I mean, I'm not a Deadpool person, uh, but this didn't hook me to buy a number two or to follow the story of where it's going. So, unfortunately for me that's how we, yeah. we judge the books our rating system if you would so read speak. the second part do yeah. you need to know what happens no yeah and that's no surprise um, Deadpool's yeah. fun yeah and it's good for anybody that's a fan of Deadpool but there's not it's not and compelling I, I would usually. I would like to see a Deadpool fans take on this one yeah um, because they could have a very different uh, take than us uh because like I said, it's not it's not bad. The art is great. I just I don't think these artists operate in the smaller context. Those splash pages are great. You have the whole entire two pages mm -hmm. and it is awesome. But when you start putting them into panels, the artist and the, the colorist, it gets muddled. I don't know what the hell's going well, on. Well and listen, when they put that page in there with that exposition of her experiment, yeah. they could have used that for animation. Like they could have used that to spread out so that those pages aren't so convoluted. Yep. This is and mostly this here, to, yep. to be connective tissue yes. to the other To educate stuff. you to and this other. This is like, oh, <clears throat> this is Deadpool writing. All his pickup lines. Right. That this he is could him breaking used. the, the sure, fourth sure. wall. Yeah. Yeah. In the, it, the Wolverine book, he guest starred in the Wolverine book just recently. Mm -hmm. And all the Wolverine pages that are normally like this mm -hmm. have Deadpool like saying, I'm back in X Force. And then yeah. Wolverine writing back, No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope they. I hope that movie is. It's going to be great. Oh, I have faith. I mean, their Twitter battle alone is hilarious. Oh, I can't imagine them being on just, screen at the same time. I just love that they're taking that per the, the personal battle. And into putting it, it into the into the it's just fantastic. And that's part of what Deadpool is: is you take that meta and you bring it in, and that's that's why it's going to be a great movie. Because like we were just talking about, love the movie, don't care for the comic. Yeah, the movies are great. They're they're rewatchable over yeah. and over and well, over. You know what was on last night that I watched all the way to the end? Ant Man, Shawshank. Yeah. That's a great film too. I watched that for a whole different reason. Oh yeah, man. but I watched that anytime it's on. It's just one of the most compelling. They beat the shit out of their protagonist like no other movie you've ever yeah. seen. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought they did really good in the Batman movie with Bane when he ends up in prison. Okay. Oh, the and they, when he gets his back broken. Yeah. I, I was like, good. 
like it's, I want to see the protagonist get their. I want to see them get their butt kicked. Right. That's what's people are too good to their 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 super their heroes. When there's well, Batman, because especially. when there's it, yes. nothing at stake, right? You, they're yes. never in danger. That's why Superman doesn't. I just don't care about Superman. I love Superman so much, but I I don't anymore because when you know. The, just give him some kryptonite and uh, there you go yeah like the only yeah, thing is it's crypt- always that the the compelling stories with him at where I I, I I know I'm whatever maybe I'm speaking out of whatever but the the problem they did with the newer Superman movies is when the tornado came around and Superman was there he could have saved his father ran in saved him but yeah. he's like oh don't do that and then Kevin what's his name Kevin Costner, yeah. thank you. Uh, Kevin Costner <laughs> gets been. killed One by a tornado, right? Kevin Bacon. But the 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 issue is Superman can save him. It's the the original movie when his dad died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Superman can do anything, but he couldn't but stop he couldn't that. Stop that. Yeah. He could have saved his dad from a tornado. Of course he could. Right. So yeah, just nobody would have even it. seen it. He would have been so fast. Yeah. It would have looked like part. Oh, yeah. weird! The wind picked me up and dropped me down. It was, yeah. But the heart attack is where. You can't Superman's stop weakness is not yeah. even kryptonite, not any of that stuff. Everyone, he will outlive everyone. How does he save them? At the end, you can't. The newer right, stuff, right. I just, I can't, I can't do Superman anymore. It's just not. Well, this compelling. new new rock movie looks like Superman on steroids. Like he's Shazam. Shazam. Oh, Shazam. He's, he's so completely <clears throat> un, un, unstoppable. I'm like, well, I don't care. So Black Adam is the like the nega Shazam. He is the one who was chosen by the wizard who doesn't work out. Who doesn't work out. Right. Right. Shazam is the one who gets the power and is what well, he's supposed to be. And, right. Black Adam is the one who was sideways he's supposed to be. Yeah. And is that have you seen the movie? No, not yet. Not yet. Probably is so. it out yet? Yeah, yeah, it's been out it's for been a week. It's been out for a while. Oh, okay. It hasn't it hasn't had good reviews. DC has not been they have not been doing the same quality of work that Marvel has. Yeah, uh, and they, I don't know what they, it is, man. We we so talk they, about it almost every well, day. Well, even so what's his face came over and did and did uh, what's his face that directed that directed um, James Gunn. James Gunn, and I thought that would well, the Suicide so, Squad is fantastic. Was the second one good? The, yes, the, the, the first one was. Suicide Squad is mm, the second one is fantastic. It's very good, and then he did the show, The Peacemaker, which is off the chain hilarious, but it's. Super raunchy. It's more Deadpool, right? Yeah, than it is a superhero movie. And that's, that's what a lot of people say is like when you look at why is DC not grabbing the audience that Marvel has, and a lot of people speak to they haven't earned it. They, the Marvel universe started with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Without that movie, actually, it started with the Hulk. That's correct. No, Boom. No, 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 no. Yeah, Incredible yes. Hulk. After seeing, oh yes. The oh, success yes. of everything is Iron Man. <laughs> yes, but so they had already they had already yes. done Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. and that's then right. they did Iron Man. Oh yeah, that's no, no, right. no. I understand oh. that. I, what I'm talking no, no, about. No, so no. I want to stop this conversation right now. <laughs> he has to gloat. So hold on. And right, right. I got that right. I actually knew that. That was the original one. With, the, and uh, he knows it too. It's I, just yeah, that yeah, it he just was. wasn't the official start of the. They didn't have that. They Marvel recently Universe kind of like said, "Hey, well, they didn't when they had the Iron Man movie either." Right. That's what you're saying. What I'm saying is without that movie nothing would be the same no and True. that's what they tied to is because it was so good because they were able to tie everything to be like well let's put this guy at the center of everything um, which is my biggest complaint about eh. the, Mar- the Marvel Universe is what? everything centered around Iron Man tech 
and that's like not how the Marvel universe is at all. But, but that's a, I I always I separate it. the movies. I get and the it, comics yeah. one is, but, but um, especially with Spider Man now, you have to be. Yeah. yeah, that was the biggest. That's when I got upset about it. Was when he made Spider Man a costume. I was like, what? No, Spider Man's a self made dude. That's why we relate to him so much. Is that he's he's a scientist he's in his kid. own in yeah. his own right. right, right, yeah. Although he I was will the nerd. Say, the other scene that I taught in class is when Stark goes and meets Spider Man in his bedroom. Oh, that's a great okay. scene. It's one of my favorite scenes. That's my Do favorite you start part of when that whole he, movie. He arrives, or when they're in the the bedroom. When they're in the bedroom. When he tells when he, when he goes he's like, when he sits this down. This is where his, I sit down. Now. This is where yeah. Move. This is where yeah yeah. Right. And, and he pokes the thing, and it comes. I mean, it, it that whole scene. That's my favorite part of the entire movie. Nice. It's I mean, a great scene. I don't, the, and that's why Marvel kind of works. Is it's it's not the action that I'm really there for. I'm there for these characters, and that right. scene slays me it's this kid who's just like lost and and that's what i'm talking to is is that these connections is what they're doing yeah they're not doing like all right we're gonna make a superhero movie okay well what's it about what's superheroes yeah they have to go to box some big bad guy et is an alien movie that's about divorce right (laughs) it's about divorce that (laughs) that kid listen we i talk about like how you get people to bond with a main character it's usually they have this book called save the cat i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's a screenwriting book and it basically one of the things in it is that your main character has to save a cat in the first 10 pages okay they have to do something that makes you like them okay right yeah so when you really think about characters that you love if you really think to the first 10 or 12 pages what did they do they either have a dog that they 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 have a pet they're funny like in 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 et it's the first thing elliot says can i play they're all playing like that risk or they're playing some game in the kitchen right all the teenagers and he just pops up and goes can i can i play you're like I'll, I'll play and you're like I love this kid yeah. I can identify with him I totally get him he, he has saved the cat for me and that's what Marvel does really well they make you save love the these characters remember that yeah it's it's a phenomenal screenwriting book a lot of people say it's too simplified and but if you're trying to understand story they take like the the hero's journey and all of these screenwriting books and they kind of simplify it and give you these kind of buoys to swim to in story you know where you have your introduction you have your catalyst you have your debate you have your um inter- you introduce your b story you break into act two you know you you go back to your b story and you know you have your midpoint all these things happen in every movie you've ever seen right um and in or, all these comics at least one that you've wanted to watch yes yeah 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 yeah, <clears throat> yeah. so hmm. that's interesting anyway i think that's where marvel does a really nice job yeah we their characters save cats that's like, that's part of it too I think even they in do the comics liter- doesn't iron man literally <clears throat> he, save one he, i, th- I think the, he might one of the movies maybe i think he does yeah i think I superman think does the original superman superman yeah. does yeah. for sure oh for sure yeah yeah that was a whole different world you know if you think about like changing in a phone booth yeah that's something that no kid's gonna understand now They're oh can't like, even... what is that weird i think box they alluded they to it it was like a joke no they yeah. did they a, did a great example is megamind yeah so I love in that the movie. first version of megamind it didn't <clears> work <throat> and they couldn't figure out what was going on so then they created the scene where they're both on the same planet and he goes into a prison and the other guy and Brad Pitt goes into this perfect family into this mansion right. so that you have sympathy for Megamind. Okay. Like, you, oh, now I love Megamind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I understand his background. He saved a cat for me. I understand why he is the way he is. And all of a sudden the movie worked. It's like, oh, oh okay. I don't know if you remember the beginning of that movie, but no, it's, absolutely. It's I like, watched it like a week ago. It's like, it's like Superman it. where it's their great. planet's exploding, so they put them in these pods and they shoot them off the off the planet. And Megamind goes to Earth, and what is the other one's name? Um, 
Brad Pitt's <clears throat> character, I forget his name, Mr. Metropolis, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, yeah, it Mr. doesn't matter. He's Superman. <laughs> Yeah. So he goes, totally. Superman lands and like skips up this driveway or whatever it is into a mansion with these two perfect parents. It's okay. all about privilege. It's yeah. yeah it's all, and Megamind lands in a prison. Oh, gotcha. The whole thing was Megamind's was shot off first and then they, like the privileged family shot Superman at hit or his <laughs> that spaceship right. and went off That's even course. better. Yeah. Oh, is that? And yeah. so, yeah. Even oh, better that God. he caused it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, that's great. Yeah, and so he always resents Megamind. Superman. Yeah. Okay. Brad Pitt's character, and so nice. they are. You know, I, have, nemesis. I don't even know what this one is. It came out oh, what like fifteen. It's Will Ferrell and uh, Tina Fey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Jonah Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is How in it. How long ago did it come out? Fifteen years ago or so. It's great. What? Thirteen years ago. My daughter was very young, so that's why I watched it a lot. Is because my daughter. So thirteen, it, twelve, it's, thirteen. It's years. a really good superhero movie. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. Um, Will Ferrell is Mega Mind, and he's a maniacal, crazy person, but. But he's also, they make him super cute. Like, he's got these big, big you know what I mean? They, he's yeah. got these big eyes, he's got this big, like, to make him likable. Because he's adorable. the, the point he's is. He's the protagonist. He's yeah. the protagonist. Not Superman. And it's like, what happens if the villain defeats his nemesis? What does he have left? Right. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's very good. Yeah. It's, um, what's that other movie where, well, it's very similar to Red Sun, which I read over the week. Yeah, with the Red Sun. Brightburn. It's, uh, Red Sun is where Superman lands in, uh, Russia, Russia rather than yeah I saw that 12 hours somewhere later. it's a really good one yeah. there's a cartoon for it that's why on. did I see that did I <clears throat> you probably, probably just here. recently they released a movie like that's a, what I saw it on on, uh, on HBO HBO Max is the movie good um it's different but it's good yeah Honestly, DC does a great job with their animated shows. They and do. Films. Yeah. So many Batman and Superman movies on that HBO, and I, I whenever I watch one, I'm like, really this is popular. great. They're all rated R too. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, we were just talking about Giancarlo. Oh, I don't know why you tell you do that. Watch Shazam, and you'll have the context for Black Adam, even though they're not in the movie. He's not in the movie. Shazam isn't. His his powers are based on Shazam's whole thing, and. I guess the movie's a good action film, but you you're not you don't care about the character, which is what yeah. DC back to what we're talking about. DC misses the boat every single time yeah. for some reason. Shazam did a really nice job. They did a good job. With like that. you don't good. care about Wonder Woman. You're like, oh, the she's first, the first one was good. You did, but Here, listen, the first one I I liked because there was one moment where she sees a baby. And she goes, a ba-. she'd never seen a baby before. Oh, yeah. right. And she was like, a baby. And that was her save the cat moment for me. I was like, oh, okay. She's She has this empathetic thing that, you know what I mean? She, yeah. she sees And it doesn't humans. have to be the crux of a movie. No. It's just that, that it's just moment that moment. you're like, yeah, I see the baby too. I like babies. <laughs> yeah. So like, did you ever see um, 16 Blocks? With uh, Bruce Willis, yeah, Bruce Willis, based yeah. on the Gauntlet mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Clint Eastwood. It's okay. a cop that is assigned with taking a witness sixteen blocks to the courthouse, and this particular witness uh, saw another cop kill somebody. So all the cops want that witness dead. Right. Oh. So this is how they set up Bruce Willis in the first minute of the movie. Bruce Willis walks up the stairs of a crime scene. He's overweight. He's carrying a newspaper. He's not carrying a newspaper. He walks up. They go, hey, we need you to watch this crime scene. There's a dead body on the floor. He walks in, picks up a newspaper, probably off the foot of the dead body, sits down on the couch next to him and starts reading the paper. I know everything I need to know about that guy. I'm right. done. Yeah, absolutely. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of saved a cat for me because I feel bad for him. Like he's just, and then a cop says, so who should we have? Well, let's get somebody we don't need. 
and they right, get him. Yeah. So get I immediately right. love that guy. And he has to make a decision to stand up. And But it's a good example of a, of a save the cat. Like, when you start watching movies, you'll see it happen. You'll be like, oh, that there it is. Well, yeah, now I am, for sure. Oh. I'm going to have to use it. Too. Bruce Willis plays those characters well, too. God. That begrudging hero. So yeah. sad about his health. His, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just yeah, breaks my heart. Awful. I worked with him a lot. I did an uh, uh, animated feature called uh, Over the Hedge. Yeah, we, we sell the book here. Yeah, and I originally was, uh, I did this, Jim Carrey was originally the raccoon. Okay. And they brought me in to do his scratch track for about a year. So I would go to DreamWorks once or twice a week, and I'd record the entire film or whatever scenes they needed. I got to know the director really well, who's now my writing partner. And uh, and I then they brought me in to read opposite Jim. And then Jim left the project. They brought Bruce Willis in, and I worked with Bruce for like a year and a half. And he oh. was the nicest guy, hardworking. Yeah. Like just just a great guy. It just really. Well, it's not. Out. It wasn't handed to him. You know, he had to right. he had to go through the chops and make his. You know, he was doing TV drama. The uh, was the honeymoon? Uh, honey, no, the Moonlighting. Moonlighters. Yeah, Moonlighting. 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 Yeah. There you go. With uh, Civil Shepherd. Shepherd, who they hated each other, and he, if you watch the movie The Verdict. Uh, with Paul Newman, yeah, he is an extra in that movie. He's sitting oh. in the crowd. Oh wow! As an extra in the verdict. That's, That's yeah. funny. Yeah. It's it's weird. <laughs> we have this thing where my wife watches ER and yeah. it's Law and Order, and so like she was on a kick where the original day, ER. Yes, so she would be like, "Hey, Kevin Bacon, ER." <laughs> like she just like just I'm like, just saying the name Kevin Bacon, but she would always tell me like, every day there's person. a star that became yeah. a huge star that guest starred. Right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. ER is one of like the biggest ones to like. Everybody did it. It ran for ten years. Right. Yeah. yeah, and you law, see that a lot in Law and Order too. It's always well, you law know, Order and ER. Clooney did Mines. two pilots called ER. One was a multicam comedy, and the other one was ER. Oh. He, he did like twelve huh. pilots that didn't get picked up. Really? Yeah. Well, Clooney wasn't a big star initially either. I think ER is kind he of He was like on Rosé. It was what made him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was in his 30s by the time right. you know things started clicking for him. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes. Not yeah. everything's handed to you. And still, so that's still, what I've always I'm still waiting. <laughs> I don't know, man. You I just told know. us a story about Disney World. I don't right. know. Yeah, that was pretty cool, though. But <laughs> that you, was just When a, are you going to be in a Marvel movie? Everybody's been in a Marvel movie. I, you, you know, I, I text Joe. I could text him now, and he would text me back in five minutes. Yeah. He's unbelievable. But we talk about the Cleveland Browns because he's a Browns fan. We're both from Cleveland, obviously. Okay. So, so sorry. So we, I know it's awful. It's an awful uh, here's existence. the thing, though. I'd rather be a Browns fan than, like, I'm, I'm going to say it, but say my it. own team's fan because there's no expectation. Who's what? your team? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, a third-generation Dallas Cowboys. So, okay, but I mean, here's you know, the thing about Every year, they're going to be they're doing it this year. I always hated the Dallas Cowboys. And then I met my best friend about 20 years ago. Or 22 years ago and now he was a huge Cowboys fan now, now I like the Cowboys because I equate them with him through osmosis okay. yeah and yeah. I will tell you something that team has been through it we think because of those freaking uniforms that they're going to be amazing because they're the Dallas Cowboys there's right. so much lore about that team but they like if you look at the last two they haven't made the playoffs in forever they've got these tragic moments of like Tony Romo fumbling a a, a, a kick a like that was going to win the game. He shouldn't even been doing because he was the starter. Yeah, but he was, it was still doing uh, the the backups work. It was which, just a nightmare. So I feel for you. I uh, that's yeah. So so that's the thing with the Browns. I've always like kind of like closet like the Browns. Yeah, because they've never like since in the Those Super the Bowl era. Losers. Yeah, right. Exactly, and I feel bad for them. However. Before the Super Bowl, they won like five straight championships. Yeah, Jim Brown. Like, Jim Brown, right, no, exactly. There was yeah. no stopping them. So they've had their time, but not recently. I mean, I say, oh, oh, yeah, like I know football really well, but I, yeah, mean, listen, I know Jim Brown. Here's the thing. But. Football players are really, are like real life superheroes. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're, and I don't know if you've noticed, but in all of the graphics 
for the NFL, they're all drawn as superheroes now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We've seen. I've seen. Like they're trying to. Cry, like, they've they've <clears throat> recognized that. That up angle. For sure. Oh, and it's drawn. It's yeah, it's, it's all there's, like pencil. I mean, you deal with them all the time. People go to school for that. You know, that's like they know that that's working because they learn that that works. Oh and yeah, it does. But you gotta you gotta text you gotta text homeboy and be like uh, Ant Man. I gotta be an Ant Man. I told him I texted him once about something that I was called in for. I told him that I was submitted for something. He goes, "Oh," and he wrote me back immediately. And he said, "Well, what were you submitted for?" And I told him, and then nothing came came about from it. So I don't. He's so freaking busy. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. I, can only I had imagine. lunch with him. He was he was shooting Community. I was friends with the camera operator who did a short film that I starred in for him. So he's like, "You got to come to set." I came to set, and Joe was amazing. I got there, and he was like, "Let's go have lunch." So we sat with the crew, and he and I talked for like an hour and a half. They must yeah. have been waiting in there for him because we talked for a <laughs> long time, and we just no, caught up on our childhood. Be all powerful, you was, can do what you want. It right? was, it, yeah. yeah. He, he's so. So I noticed that you did a few Michael Bay films. You yes, know? And I remember one of my what I remember you from the most is Terminator One or Transformers One. Yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. like you just resonate for me. In that, and I was like, oh yeah, he was in the island too. Yeah, right. How did you get on? Gain? Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't watch that I one. played Mark Wahlberg's uh, neighbor. How'd you get... Like, how'd that all happen? Awesome story. Glad I asked. That, that I don't know that I've ever told into a microphone, so I have Ooh. to decide whether I want to tell this and whether... So... <laughs> I mean, you can't decide not to now. I know. Well, I, so the original thing I did with Michael Bay was a, a commercial for uh, Jeep. And I went to... Um, it has a f- couple funny parts to this story. Um... <laughs> I auditioned for the commercial. I did not know he was the director. The The room that I went into for the callback was one of those rooms where like there was a light on me and I couldn't see who was behind the light. Okay. So yeah, I couldn't yeah. really see that it was him. And I, I, you know, I was busy that day and I it was the gist of the commercial was hysterical. It was a, a NASA engineer who's loading a Mars lander onto a rocket on a scaffolding hundreds of feet up onto a giant rocket. This keeps rubbing against the mic. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna move this, hold on. And I drop the the Mars lander and it falls 300 feet and shatters on the ground. And I start to like have a heart attack. I'm like, <laughs> and I look over and I see my Jeep in the parking lot. So I run, I get in the Jeep, I put the Jeep on the rocket, the rocket takes off and I'm watching it and I reach in my pocket and realize I have the keys. <laughs> so that was the, that was the gist of the commercial. I don't remember that commercial. But yeah, it, it was really good. And, and part of the reason I think they use Michael is not only because it's Michael Bay, because he's really good at what so he, he does. So he was already established by the time oh, he was told, yeah, oh, okay, this was, okay. this was, oh yeah. And so they used a lot of the Armageddon footage, like of the rocket taking off. Oh, so okay, I think sure. they had some some footage that they could use. Yeah, <laughs> we can't afford this footage. Will you direct this for us? Well, but he's also you know awesome. I mean, this is like a drop in the bucket for him. So uh, I book it, and I I can't shoot it on the day they want me because I'm recording a cartoon that was I forget the name of it. It never it never got on the air. But anyway, it was, I was booked to shoot this cartoon. I was like, I can't get out of it. They have the whole cast there. I can't. And the cast director called me at home, which never happens. She was like, Brian, Michael Bay is directing this. And I I cannot tell him that you aren't going to do this. He loves you. He's really excited to shoot with you. You have to do this. I was like, I'm shooting. I'm already committed. I'm committed. And they said, she goes, okay. So I I believe that they had made uh, uh, plans to put me on a, a stunt have a motorcycle stunt driver and put me on the back of the motorcycle to get me through traffic after my session. Oh my God. To go down by Long Beach to get me to that set on time. There was talk of that happening. 
Oh my God. Wow. They built a scaffolding for some reason on the edge of a cliff that overlooked the ocean. I don't know why they built it there, but that's where it was. It was one of the coolest places I've ever shot. The night before we shot, it blew into the ocean. Oh no. The whole thing. So now oh. I'm available because it's oh. the day's going to change. So yeah. the day okay. changes, I show up to set. I meet Michael very briefly. Um, he was kind of testing me. I had to sprint to the car and back. And I remember the first thing Michael Bay ever said to me, I love you, Michael. <laughs> the first thing he ever said to me, he was on, a, he had a jib and he, and he had a, a, a megaphone. And I had to run to the Jeep and get in the Jeep. And they go, action. And I run to the Jeep and I get the Jeep. And he goes, I'm not laughing, Brian. <laughs> the first thing he said to me on a, on a megaphone. He just started it, it, sweating. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, all right, God. you want to laugh? You talk, you're the, the wrong person to say that to. So it was on, <laughs> on gravel. So the next take, I sprinted and slid 15 feet. Bam! Right into the side of the car. Oh, my got God. Got in the car. And he goes, all right, we got it. <laughs> awesome. And so then the next thing I had to do was a head to toe from behind. There was a green screen in front of me where they were going to put the Armageddon footage. And I had to reach into my pocket and pull out the keys. And Michael, I'm not going to get into the details of this, but we got in a very heated argument. Okay. Uh, he did not like the way I was taking the keys out of my pocket. I had no idea what he was talking about. And so we started going at it, like really going at it. Wow. And because uh, I, at that point, knew enough to, to stand up for myself. I was like, yeah. if I get fired, I get fired. And it was my birthday, by the way. It was oh. 2 o'clock in the morning at a power plant in Long Beach. Oh, God. So and I'm getting, like, I'm getting screamed at. So I, I went right back at him. And then uh, we finished the commercial, and he was great and then he put me in everything he did for like the next six years he i'd get a call me like michael wants you to do that. michael wants you to do that. that's a awesome. lot of time yeah. those guys don't want the yes man no, they, they want mostly yes they men. just want a professional but they want somebody right. who's going like, to do the job like he's he's you know i i was just very honest with him i was like michael i don't know what the fudge you want me to do i don't <laughs> right. understand what you're saying to me like i just you're like you told me to take the keys out of my pocket and I have, and I did that. What I, are you asking? And I, and I got pretty obnoxious about it. Like I, I, I got some. I got pretty obnoxious about it. But ever since then, he's been amazing for me, and and really, you know, he always kind of remembers me. And and I actually um, last year's Super Bowl I watched at his house. Oh, oh, nice. Because oh. A, another friend of mine was was going to it. And he said, "Do you want to come?" Was I said, "I haven't seen Michael in years." So I went and got to see his house. Oh, it was pretty cool. cool. Awesome. That's probably a little like a studio or <clears throat> some studio apartments. Shack. Like yeah, just a in, shack was awful. In Oakland, it was so awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a spectacular home. He had sorry, a, Oakland. I love you, but was, he, he had a, not living there. He had a bar with Bumblebee the car rotating in the middle of it. Oh, that's cool, man. And I was Is almost like the wait, newer like one a full or like size? Older the one? one that we did in the original movie, okay. the, the Trans Am or whatever it was. Yeah. Camaro. Full size, the Camaro, Camaro, the the real full size one in the in on a rotating floor. Wow, and I I was almost the voice of Bumblebee. Oh, that he doesn't have a voice. Well, I was almost the motion capture for him. Oh, so cool. I got a call from um, the producer of the film at home. Said Michael wants you to do be Bumblebee. He wants to do motion cap, which would have meant I would have peed oil on myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because <laughs> that would be yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. John Turturro would I get peed on. Peed on yeah, and, yeah sure. but then they never called me back. I don't know what happened, but I yeah. ended up not doing it. But it would have been great for the next. They had eight a, movies. Yeah, that would have been fun. They had yeah. Gollum do it. Yeah, right. They had uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, God, uh, is he talented? Circus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. he's talented. Oh yeah, he's. Oh my God. I got to play uh, Gollum on stage here at Albuquerque Little Theater. Really? I did. Yeah. Let's I hear. Mean, him. You didn't even have Let's to put makeup, huh? Yeah, no makeup. That was. Uh, that, he doesn't. It. He's a, an attractive man. I'm just being a jerk. 
What's it got in its pockets, his little hobbits? Holy crap, that's, that's really good. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. It's usually the, like, because it's hard to kind of get into and do it, but, like, if I have to do it, on, I usually use the what's it got in its pockets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's uh, how you get extra, going, man. If yeah. You, yeah. you I mean, find that one little thorough. Right, 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 exactly. And you start to lose your mind a little bit. If I don't have Holy a line. Crap, that's good. If I don't have a line to get into a character, like yeah. something that I'm already familiar with, that's a character that somebody else already did, mm-hmm. I'm screwed. I yeah, yeah, you gotta it's have. Hard. You have to have that. Get anchor. it the chopper. Like that's yeah. the that's the go-to <laughs> for Arnold. And, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can dig, dig a little Arnold indeed. So yeah. Well, guys, this was great. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming. This and, was um, a pleasure. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure. Uh, I was going to make a funny joke there, but it didn't work out. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'll make sure to release you from the chair. We'll unchain you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you're like, wait, does that sound creepy? Yeah. That, well, that's kind of creepy. He wasn't actually a guest so much as a, a, guest, as a but, uh, prisoner. I tricked him, told him we were testing him, and uh, just tied him down. You know what would be great? Is if we could end this by you know the sound of opening another beer, but we can't do that because we don't oh, have damn, any. damn, yeah. Oh my throwing god, shots. Yeah, throwing shots, throwing just throw, throwing <laughs> shots at me. Unbelievable. I mean, deservedly. Like I said, my buddy was bartending right there. Yeah, unreal. I mean, I'll go across the street. So yeah, hopefully we but, get yeah. to do another one sometime soon. Yeah, we, we um, went from every week to once a well, year. The next we were time you guys have to week. talk about, you should get Anthony in here. Because yeah, I'm gonna that talk guy, to him and see if he wants to come in. Love talking to him. Okay, he's he's a a wealth of knowledge. He really is. Nice. Um, but I, I do to the fans out there. Um, you know, I really want to do this more. It's, it's a fun time. I hope you guys are enjoying the shows that we do. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one, but this, this was, this was great. Thank it you. It was very absolute much. pleasure. Indeed. Thanks for coming. No problem, man. Absolutely. Great. An honor. Until next time. Do I have the song? I heard it. <laughs> Not that. That was the server. Is this the right but want want no that that one? <laughs> the other one. <laughs>